Good evening. President George Bush spent most of the day laughing it off. His doctors say he's in good health and there should be no long-term consequences. But there were a lot of questions about the president, the pretzel, and passing out. It happened when the president was snacking on pretzels while watching the NFL playoffs with his two dogs. One of the pretzels apparently triggered something that caused the president to hit the deck hard. NBC's White House correspondent Campbell Brown tonight has the latest. The first real health scare for President Bush and his first words to reporters today. My mother always said, when you're eating pretzels, chew before you swallow. Listen to your mother. It's getting hot in here, gut buckets. So take off all your clothes. It's <laughs> it's Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name is Joey. I'm Andrew. I'm Clayton. And this is episode number 237. It's the year in review 2002. Mm-hmm. Everybody excited? Yeah. I mean, sort of. Yes, yes very yeah. excited. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, always. These these are, you know, it's a fascinating exercise. Uh, Clayton, first time on the show. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so... Um, you know, I guess like through Instagram and messaging, we've talked on and off and we were aware of you, but, uh, for our listeners, like just tell them a little bit about yourself. Who is Clayton? I'm so flattered. You were aware of me through our tiny correspondences. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Clayton. I'm Clayton Coles. And, um, I spend most of my life lettering a ton of comic books. I'm a comic book letterer. I work on stuff like Batman, X-Men, um, Daredevil, and I'm really glad for once to be on a podcast where I won't be talking about my job. This <laughs> this is going to be very refreshing oh, cool. for me. Oh, well, this is a little bit like an episode of Punked. Uh, we're not talking t- 2002. We're talking lettering, Clayton. Oh, no. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> yeah, right. I figured it, Where's it, Ashton? Punk- I want to see him. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's just Dex. Um, oh, this is even worse. <laughs> it's a double punk. <laughs> that's but that is i I don't want to belabor it uh but that is super fascinating to me because i've always like i remember when i was little reading like sunday morning cartoons and i was i would always look at the lettering in in particular i remember really like garfield for some reason i would look at the lettering and be like how can people even you know make letters this nicely uh it's a fascinating pursuit like how how did you find your way there uh um, I went to school originally to become a comic book artist mm-hmm. um, back in the uh, in the late aughts. I went to the Joe Kubert School in Dover, New Jersey. Oh. Shouts out. And, um, <laughs> wh- and um, I just found that I had a real knack for lettering. I was really good at that part of the process. I got an A in my lettering class, and um, it just seemed to be something that I was good at. So when graduation time came along, I thought lettering would be a pretty good career and networking opportunity. So I pursued that instead, and I've been doing it for about 13 years from now. And wow. it's gone really, really well for me. <laughs> that's, that is awesome. Yeah, I mean, amazing. you are legit legit the first person I've ever talked to who, who's done that. And Andrew, you're kind of a big comic book guy. Yeah, I was just going to ask you um, if you know the 
cartoonist kayfabe guys do you i've never watched them at all? uh i've watched a couple of episodes um we've never met we might be i'm aware of them they might be aware of me um but i i have a bunch of ed pisker's books um i have all of hip-hop family tree and x-men grand design big fan of his work he went to my school where yeah yeah Yeah. cool that's awesome yeah yeah, that's a great channel can't recommend it enough yeah well very cool is there a place like where like do you i don't know do you post your work or like is there a place people can find you? Yeah, here and there. I have an Instagram account. It's just my name, Instagram slash Clayton Cole, C-O-W-L-E-S. And once a week, I post little snippets of um, the comics that I've worked on that are coming out that week. Or if I make a word balloon or sound effect that I really like, I'll post a little snapshot of that. Nice. Really cool. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. And so we're, we're talking 2002. Uh, which I think is a really fascinating year for some good reasons and for some like, you know, not, you know, just being kind of a, I don't know, it's a weird <laughs> year. Uh, but who was, who was Clayton in 2002? Like what, what, what were you up to during this year? Uh, let's see. In 2002, Clayton was a freshman and sophomore in high school just trying to get by, still figuring himself out. Uh, I was fortunately over a really shameful faux punk phase that I had when I was 13, so um, <laughs> which I just revealed on the air. But uh, I guess it's best just to own it. That's what yeah. that's what nostalgia shows are all about. Yeah. Oh, none of us are cool, Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're cool. Oh, well, thank you. My but mom that, says I, I'm cool. <laughs> well then she's done her job yeah um and we're kind of i think we were like in a similar situation right andrew um in terms of what like where we were in life like early oh high yeah, school. yeah yeah for sure uh um, yeah similar music tastes and crowd probably um, yeah you know yeah there's a lot about my taste in music from back then that i probably won't be talking about yeah Yeah, it's a it's it's a really fascinating year of music i'll say straight up that um i've never felt more disconnected from like what our listeners submitted as to what i was listening to oh me too well not that Um, i know what they said but going through the list of like the top 50 songs of the year i was like man i didn't like any of these (laughs) yeah no i think it's a particular particularly terrible year in popular music um it just it just seems to take a dip um but and you know what like i not not that we're getting into the categories quite yet and i just i just want to say it like when i was looking at the interesting events i'm like boy there's not a lot a ton of interesting stuff but the thing that really stuck with me and this is not my pick and i'm sorry if it is your pick uh, but George W. Bush choking on a pretzel is like <laughs> may, is maybe the thing I remember the most about 2002. <laughs> like I remember, <laughs> I remember being in my social studies class and like the teacher being like, "Oh my gosh!" Like they had to like rush George W. Bush to the hospital, and then like we didn't know why initially, and then the news coming out that it was a he choked on a pretzel was just like <laughs> so. <laughs> fascinating like the the, pre- the president can choke on a pretzel yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Anybody else? But that's even moment? possible. Yeah. yeah. I forgot yeah. all about uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They like described it. He was like on his couch with his dog on his stomach watching like a football game or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it felt so perfect because I think at this point everybody also knew that like George W. Bush wasn't like the sharpest, you know, I, the sharpest guy, uh, and so it was like, yeah, yeah, George W. Bush choking on a pretzel seems right. Like, <laughs> um, at least he didn't barf anyway. on anyone, man. Yeah, yeah, and I'm happy he lived, of course. But like, uh, um, just so when I came oh. across that, I was like, is this the defining moment of the year? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Andrew, did I steal your favorite moment? No, you didn't, actually. <laughs> Mine's, like, similarly dumb, though. Or, okay. You know, we'll see. Oh, good, 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 good. Um, well, Andrew, do you want to go through the categories we'll be talking about today? Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking movies, TV shows, albums, songs, video games, books, and events. We sure are. You know what? I'm going to throw a curveball okay. for all my people who don't make it three hours into these episodes. <laughs> As we get towards the end, I, I do a sports recap. I bet you I bet you about 50% of our listeners didn't know that. And I'm going to start with a sports recap. Mm. What do you think? What do you think about that? I'm fine with it. I'm game. Oh, I have <laughs> nothing to contribute. <laughs> okay, here we go, folks. In the NBA Finals, the Los Angeles Lakers uh, beat the New Jersey Nets, which are now the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I believe it was four games to one, I'm not sure. Uh, the Super Bowl that year is played between the New England Patriots and the St. Louis Rams. I think it's Tom Brady's first Super Bowl win, um, so the Patriots win the Super Bowl. In the World Series that year, we have the Los Angeles Angels, or I believe at the time the Anaheim Angels, and they went over another California team, the San Francisco Giants, in seven games. Uh, and finally, the Stanley Cup that year, we have the Detroit Red Wings defeating, I don't know where they're from, the Hurricanes. Uh, so there it is, your sports recap. Boom. Very, wow. <laughs> very good. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're you're from that region. Yeah, as a faux Jerseyite, I'm pretty offended by that. <laughs> My, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There's uh, just nothing I can do about it. Um, Clayton, as our guest, we like we like to let our guests pick kind of the first category they want to get into. So where do you want to start us off? Um, I think you set up world events pretty good there. How about we dive into that? All right, let's talk pretzels, folks. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, what is your most interesting event of 2002? Um, well, I have, I have two things, actually. One, I want to mention just a personal event that I uh, enjoyed mm. was um, good, good Charlotte this year was at... Uh, um, this is not how I thought Hall. we'd start. <laughs> The good rock. Charlotte, I, I, good Charlotte was not how I thought we would start well, this. Well, <laughs> it's the event surrounding. Was okay. at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and it was like a weird thing where um, it was like if you bought the CD at Fye, I think maybe mm-hmm. um, you got like a wristband for the show. You could go, um, and uh, so me and Brett did this, and. I like came home and threw like set the bag down or whatever. And, uh, my mom like threw it away at some point. And I, so I had to go digging through the garbage for this, um, wristband. (laughs) But, uh, so I went, 
my only uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame show ever. And it was, you know, it was fun. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's kind of cool. Um, yeah. It was good. It was just good Charlotte or was there another I band? think it was just them. Like it was some kind of promotional type thing, I believe. Yeah. This is at the height of their powers. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, so cool. that was pretty fun. But um, <laughs> more broadly, uh, more maybe more interesting to most people is when an inebriated Scott Stapp of Creed performed so poorly at a Chicago show that some members of the audience reportedly, quote, sued the band for sucking. <laughs> Whoa! You, bring, you brought the heat again. So, so, so people at the Chicago show of the band Creed yeah. sued the band for being terrible. Apparently, yeah. Bring this back. This should be this should be something that should be allowed to happen. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, just so weird. I mean, and I don't want to make light of perhaps Scott Stapp's maybe maybe substance issues, whatever. Oh, what I have see. you? Okay. I'm not sure yeah. if that was the case or not, but it seems like the, it could. It maybe it's likely. What they suspected that he was so drunk that like he couldn't perform type thing. Um. That's what seemed to be happening, I guess. Mm. That's a fascinating story. I don't think I've ever heard about that. <laughs> yeah. Did you find that, or do you remember it from? No, no, I found it. I, okay. I don't specifically remember that happening. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll hear more about them in your favorite song, or yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. a couple more times, maybe. <laughs> um, very cool. Uh, what was your most interesting event, Clayton? Um, my most interesting event was the release of the first Spider-Man movie. Mm. Um, I didn't pick this as my favorite movie of the year, but um, just looking back on that and looking at the cinemascape of today, it's hard to imagine that we would have so many superhero movies now, especially Marvel ones, if that Spider-Man movie hadn't come out spider-man hadn't looked the way he did and that movie wasn't made the way that it was like it's hard to imagine that uh, the film scene of today looking anything like it it just seemed to set a new template for superhero films that they've all kind of followed since then and yeah it seems to me that like the x-men and blade and even the batman movies didn't do that so much where they didn't just create a new era of film but wow here we are (laughs) For better or for worse, Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I, that, that, uh, I think that uh, first Spider-Man, right? That's Sam Raimi, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just kind of inarguably like a perfect take on it, I think. Yeah. And it felt so big at the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. it felt like the first superhero movie, at least I can remember when I was like conscious or whatever, that wasn't being made fun of. Like, there was right. just nothing you can make fun of about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was incredible when that came out. Um, like, that and the first X-Men were kind of like the the first serious, big superhero movies were actually good and cool. Yeah, because even, like, the 90s Batmans, whatever, even though I like those movies for the most part, it still felt like a little winky. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's it's whether it's Tim Burton or Joel Schumacher, it felt like a little winky. And these the especially X-Men and Spider-Man, this kind of combo, it felt like, oh, like they're not making fun of it and they're and it feels kind of real. Like it's like a it's a really 
deliberate approach to being like, well, this could actually feel like a lived in world rather than, you know, over the top. Yeah. yeah. And Willem Dafoe. Holy mm. cow. Mm-hmm. So, so good. Mm-hmm. I agree cool. with the criticism though, that came later, especially with the last Spider-Man movie that came out that like, they shouldn't have stuck him in a helmet. We should have seen his full face working all the time because he's such mm. an expressive, expressive actor, you know? Yeah. 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 I think that's fair. Cool. All right. Well, we got Creed, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> and folks, I really struggled. <laughs> so now we have dinosaurs. Um, I went with the discovery of 15 different new dinosaur species. Mm. Uh, discovered wow. during the year of 2002, way more than I uh, anticipated. Um, now, there's no any, there's none of them are like big, famous, like you would know it from Jurassic World or Jurassic Park type dinosaurs. Um, a couple of them include the Acuasaurus, the Leoceratops, and the Cinoventer, um, and plus plus many others. Um, I, I just I was looking through this year. I'm like nothing's kind of blowing me away here. Um, I like dinosaurs a lot. <laughs> um, bush the bush pretzel thing didn't seem like it could be my favorite even though it might be my most memorable. <laughs> um, so I went with the discovery of 15 new dinosaur species. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, do you know, is, do they normally like find any in a year or? Yeah, I, I think they find probably more than people are aware of. Um, I think like 15 is maybe a lot, but I think it's not probably that far off from that number. Uh, in in some ways but i i I guess i didn't you know what maybe i'll start tracking these as we do year in reviews (laughs) like i'll 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 see what year sets the high mark yeah sports talk and dino count (laughs) (laughs) that that uh, i'm sure the listeners are eagerly (laughs) awaiting 2003's dino count (laughs) do we need a dino count jingle is that is that something that should exist Um, oh there's a theme song you could use jurassic park or the dinosaur theme (laughs) yes i'm gonna just put like that john williams score right behind it yeah epic people yes there we go there we go all right close calls for interesting event uh yeah i just had a couple things of note sort of uh the web browser mozilla firefox is released this year the first time that for Mm. there was a window there where it was like the best of the mm-hmm. web browsers um and uh the first cell phone with a built-in camera was released yeah i s- listen <laughs> i know i know it i know it happened but it only I, the it was u.s like uh i think they had cell phone cameras in japan mm. like okay. two years earlier well, all right we couldn't get them yet i know but is it about us well, I'm just, <laughs> I'm kind of thinking of like the context of it here and the idea right. that this was it, like for us, this was the year that that happened, you know? It, All right. Yeah. I mean, listen, Josh and Jordan agree with you. That was their Perfect. pick. <laughs> so, Thank you know, you. who am I? All right. All right. <laughs> um, very cool. Okay. Yeah, those are good. Those are good. Um, Clayton? Um, I had none, so I'm going with the pretzel. Yes, <laughs> pretzel. <laughs> Very good, love it. Um, 
I had two here. Uh, one is the euro being introduced in Europe. Yeah. Wow. I mean, is that great? No. I mean, it's fine. I feel like neutral about it. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm passionate about <laughs> it. I just think uh, it makes a lot of sense. I think mm-hmm. the intention is good. Okay. I'm, you know, I don't know if it's worked out, but. Uh, yeah, I think it is, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in some ways, maybe. So uh, I like that. But, you know, my personal one is um, uh, on an episode of The Late Night Show with David Letterman, uh, the a band from Australia called The Vines uh, played their hit song, Get Free. And it's notoriously one of the most, like, disastrous performances on late night history. Um, you can go to YouTube, search The Vines, Get Free, Letterman, and you can watch, uh, essentially, the lead singer, Craig uh, Nichols, uh, Craig Nichols and, and Craig Nichols uh, have like a meltdown. Um, hmm. it's, a, it's a fascinating performance. It's one like I feel like every few years I'm like, I got to watch that Vines performance. <laughs> um, you know, he almost takes out his drummer at the end by like winging his guitar at him. Um, it's really do you do you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen this? It sounds familiar, but now I, I it's not something I have a connection with. Mm, okay. I have the never base... heard of this, and that song is one of my close calls. I think I should oh, go wow. watch it. <laughs> yeah, it it's super fascinating. So, a little background here: the lead singer Craig, he had not been diagnosed yet, right? Um, but he eventually was diagnosed with Asperger's. Um, and the bass player in the band years later said that if you watch the video, there's a moment early in the performance where he jumps and he accidentally hits the head of the guitar, which detunes the guitar. Mm. And because, you know, he had not been medicated yet, like, you know, he's he's on the autism spectrum. And so when he hears that his guitar is out of tune, he pretty much melts, melts down like oh. he can't recover from it. Mm. Um, and so the whole performance kind of goes off the rails. Um, so in retrospect, it's a little bit like a little bit sad because like it's a dude who's probably just like way exhausted and uh, not able to deal with what's happening. But as a performance goes, I mean, you could tell Letterman at the end loved it. Um, he was <laughs> and, and they have, they do have him back. So that's the good news is like they have him back a couple years later and it's like a much better performance. Um, but uh, anyway, fascinating. Yeah, the binds on Letterman. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Ferguson? Um, yeah, I just went with the Iraq War being authorized. Um, mm-hmm. Second war in a couple years, whatever. Ah, uh, same Clayton? Yep. Yeah. Yep, nothing to add. Just mm-hmm. a real downer, and history does not look kindly upon it, and for good reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, it, like, that between these wars is like just defining this whole period of time. Like, you know, every, yeah. Uh, all, uh, news chatter and whatnot is just war, war, war for years. Right. I think in 2001, you almost like give people a pass cause it was so like confusing and people were, I don't think people knew what to do with it. Yeah. And then 2000 felt like, almost like manipulation of the situation where like George Bush is like naming countries, the axis of evil and, um, you know, kind of just war on terror pandemonium. It felt, it felt like a misuse of power pretty much by 2002. Um, so that was also my pick. Yeah. Okay. 
we're in agreement. Great. We uh, need a really like <laughs> joyful sound effect for like a triple selection. Yeah. <laughs> like an air horn or something. Yeah, I still I still prefer the clip of little Pete saying, Kill me with a brick. Bite my scab. (laughs) I'll see if I can find that. Um, Other picks uh, people picked. Of course, we got Justin and Slimy's Dream picking uh, the George W. Bush pretzel incident. They get it. Yeah. A kind of a kind of important one here. Uh, Let's see. Lyndon, Quincy, and Annie. All picked Halle Berry becoming the first African American uh-huh. woman to win an Academy Award. Yeah, um, that, that was for her performance in Monster Ball, yeah. uh, which I've still never seen. Neither have, have I. Yeah, me neither. Kind of strange, yeah. except for that one part. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Elise and uh, Shay picked uh, the Olympics happening in Saint. Uh, I'm sorry, in, in Salt Lake City. Mm. Um, which kind of cool. Uh, other picks. Uh, Matthew said he watched the Spider-Man movie on a pirated double VHS dozens of time. Nice. <laughs> That's legit. Uh, Teddy said the Rapunzel Barbie was released. Nice. Um, Tim mentioned the Angels winning the World Series. Mm. Uh, so congrats to Tim. Must have felt good. Uh, Mandy graduated high school. Mm. Nice, nice job, Mandy. Yeah. Our friend Manny uh, mentioned that he started making films with his friends uh, around the neighborhood. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Uh, Zach mentions a Ferguson. Uh, April 5th, Lane, uh, Lane Stanley dies of a cocaine and heroin overdose, fortunately. Uh, our other buddy, Brett Wilson, mentioned starting high school. He said that year was a blur to him. Uh, yeah. uh, Mike says the 2002 FIFA World Cup. Sports mania. Ooh, our, uh, James also mentions France beating uh, Senegal in the 2002 World Cup. Said he watched the whole thing in his school's library. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ready to Retro mentioned Kelly Clarkson winning American Idol. Big year mm. for American Idol. Yeah. Were you, were you guys watching? First season. Um, hmm. um, I, I was actually, yes. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, Andrew? I probably did. I, uh, but I wasn't like following it like religiously. <laughs> you didn't have a stake in like Justin versus Kelly. Nah, I mean I knew right. of them. I knew who they were somehow. Yeah, so it that... was a pretty big deal. It was a pretty big deal. Yeah, I mean this was that this does feel like the <laughs> right at the beginning of um, serious reality TV like taking off. Oh, yes, a big spike this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Colin mentioned the DC snipers, which was mm. uh, pretty intense. That was almost my Ferguson. Yeah. I, I remember being just really freaked out by it. That it was like, it seemed like they just couldn't figure out what was happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Richie mentions the Osbournes debuting, mm. debuting on MTV, which was another show I watched. Whether yeah. it's easy to admit or not. <laughs> yeah, I definitely watched that. Uh, I mean, that was pretty good for those first couple of years. Yeah, not bad, right? And it came out of nowhere. So it was like for the very first kind of 
show sort of like that following a family like um they're pretty weird and interesting how is ozzy osborne still alive <laughs> like didn't it didn't it seem like he was gonna die like uh when the show was happening <laughs> it i mean if that like fat he... isn't gonna kill him then what can yeah he yeah. seems indestructible it, it did seem like he was already shuffling around back then it's been like 20 years <laughs> that's a perfect edge shuffling around the aussie shuffle <laughs> yeah all right all right well great uh you know that was actually kind of fun to talk about all right yeah. uh andrew where should we go next um why don't we do uh album how about album album all right what do you think about this year of music uh i think it's pretty good in that there was like half a dozen cds that like were big ones for me Mm, okay yeah i mean definitely we mentioned last episode we're in the high school range now yeah so all this music that i attach to is music that i'm still like not totally detached from or... yeah 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 all right well what was your favorite album andrew uh my favorite is the walkman's uh debut album everyone who pretended to like me is gone CD. I remember when I like first heard that uh, one of the songs from this, and like somehow I think the internet was well, yeah. I guess we had had the internet for a few years at that point, so I was able to find yeah. it and got the CD. And uh, and I just loved that whole CD. Loved it at the time. Still really love it. Um, just and like I followed them then from then on. Pretty much every album of theirs is really good. Um, but mm-hmm. this one was just like, God, it's just very different. And it, it might even sound like sort of cheesy now if you've never heard them before, like at first. But I think if you like listen through a full song, at least um, you might get it. How uh, many albums? Do you know how many albums The Walkman made? Um, Like five or six. Oh, OK. That's Something more than like I thought. that. OK, cool. But love them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you've always, you. I, I think that's like, uh, we talk about Andrew's Mount Rushmore, that's like, I feel like, gotta be top five, right? Well, probably, yeah. Yeah, cool, cool. Alright, uh, I don't think anybody, I'm taking a look, I don't think any of our listeners picked mm. the Walkman album. Again, it's a very diverse year as far as people's picks, so. Sure. Um, Alright, uh, Clayton, what album were you spinning what album did you love from 2002? Uh, well, my pick for my favorite album of the year was not one I was listening to back then. I'll get okay. to that one later. Um, but uh, I chose Blacklisted by Nico Case. In summer. For my money, the best country singer of the 21st century. Um, 
I got into her a little bit later, I think in 2007 or 2008, when she released Fox Confessor Brings the Flood, which I really loved. And I bought this one after the fact and thought, yeah, this is pretty good. But as time went on, this was the album that I ended up listening to the most. And yeah, some of my all-time favorite songs are on this album now, like Deep Red Bells and Stinging Velvet and her cover of Running Out of Fools are just so powerful and awesome and like i was thinking about it today and my all-time favorite band is the beatles but i think i've listened to this album more than i've listened to any single beatles record <laughs> that's that's just how i just kept putting it on one day it fell into a habit and now i can't imagine life without it so yeah if you haven't heard it go check it out it's super good yeah uh she's great i love her um i first got into her from new pornographers yeah uh, and then got into her solo stuff a little bit and um yeah I, I, she's awesome great pick thank you same to you yeah I, oh thanks yeah, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna have to go back and i i'm not sure i've ever sat and listened to this album so you said blacklisted right yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna have to check it out she covered there's a aretha aretha franklin yeah, she did run it out of fools. That's actually the first version I heard, but it's awesome. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Uh, yes. All right, cool. Well, something that I'm excited, something to check out. Uh, if you both are endorsing it, uh, I, that seems seems good. Um, my pick for favorite album is also uh, our friend Jordan's uh, favorite album of 2002. It's an album called Sha Sha by Ben Queller. I'll just say that's my close call. Oh, cool. Yeah, this album was like... Um, so I've talked about kind of my Weezer obsession as a youth, um, particularly with the Blue Album and Pinkerton. And then Weezer kind of went on hiatus. They had Green Album in 2001, which I was like n- not quite as excited by. So then when Ben Queller released Shasha Sha in 2002, it felt like someone who had also grown up on Weezer, but like took what was great about them and made it like even cooler. Mm. Um and this is an album with like very few misses. Like you could really start to finish, uh, listen to every track, and it's just really tight, good rock, pop songwriting. He's got this great voice. Uh, it's just like very whimsical. Um, you know, I think the big hit here was a song called "Wasted and Ready." Mm-hmm. Um, which I feel like is his edge. It's like kind of the edgier song, but it's nowhere I think near the best song on the album. Um, so yeah, I love Shasha. I've seen Ben Queller live a couple times. Mm-hmm. Very memorable. I saw him in um, at Lollapalooza in two thousand five or six, and he got a nosebleed <laughs> um, while he was performing at Lollapalooza. Like his like blood was just dripping all over him. <laughs> And a fan threw a tampon on the stage. He 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 literally just stuffed it up his nose and then kept playing the set. Wow! And I was was like, that might be the coolest thing. (laughs) That is so rock and roll. (laughs) Yeah, at that at that stage of my life, I'm like, wow, like yes, that's rock and roll. (laughs) 
Um, anyway, love Ben Queller. He's kind of slowed down a bit, um, and he's he's gotten a little more country as he's gotten older, but um, which is fine by me. But uh, yeah, Shasha. Yeah, great. Right album. on. Andrew, do you have any favorite tracks from that? Is there uh, anything you love? Uh, yeah, but I'll get to it. Sure. You know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, sure. It, you know. I do have like a big list of close calls though, but uh, right. uh, if we want to maybe go around or something, case. Yeah. Okay. We'll do our definitive, and then we'll come back around and yeah. shout stuff out. Uh, Clayton, did, what was your close call? Um, my close call is "Sea Change" by Beck. When I uh, yeah yeah when I uh, first knew I was doing this episode, um, I thought for sure that would be my favorite album. But then I went through the list and went, oh shit. Blacklisted came out this year. It's got to be that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Sea Change is very, very, very close. Yeah, that's a great album. Yeah, um, that was a uh, at the time. So this is so petty, but like at the time, I remember people going crazy for it. Like critics in particular being like, "This is a really important album." And 2022 Joey agrees, but I feel like at the time I was like, why didn't people lose their mind for mutations? And I feel like I like kind of buried my foot deeper in the ground of like, no, mutations. Like, not sea change, mutations. Uh, but I've, of course, kind of loosened. Uh, and um, there are some tracks on that album that I think are like all time beautiful songwriting tracks. Yeah, I actually think Mutations is a better record. It's just easier to get to from start to finish. Because, like, Sea Change is so, so sad. Like, it is <laughs> yes. mostly beautiful, but it is yeah. tough to sit through if you don't want to ruin your entire day. So I think I am on <laughs> yeah. Team Mutations, too. Oh, cool. Andrew, did you like Sea Change? Were you? Uh... I never really got into it for some reason. Okay. Um, okay. Just one of those ones that slipped by me, sort of happens um that is that is definitely on my list of close calls um, my definitive close call a band i've already talked about uh the vines highly evolved um this was again another kind of rock album that was important to me at that time uh you know you had the onslaught of the the bands the strokes the hives the vines like it felt like kind of like a joke at the time but for some reason the vines obviously i attached to the strokes but the vines were like a band where i'm like get free isn't even like kind of close to my favorite song on the album so i was like are people missing all this other stuff um i think one thing that they're like maybe didn't get credit for is he's a great he's great at writing ballads like their slow soft songs are so beautiful um so if you kind of like the vines but you never really dug in i would say go back and check out highly evolved it rocks it's beautiful it's uh it does a lot of different things and um yeah highly evolved i liked it a lot nobody else picked it though <laughs> i knew you're really into them i never like attached to them um, as yeah strongly i did get to see them live um and i actually realized in retrospect it was about a month or it was i it was like within a month of the letterman thing uh they played a five dollar show at uh, a place called the agora in cleveland and um it rocked, and I do remember him yelling at the audience. Like he was like, he, he said something like, "You mother." 
Packers are super rude or something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, which is, you know, that's fine. We probably, you know, I, it's, it, it was a good show. It was a good show. <laughs> um, all right. What, 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 what other stuff did you like, Andrew? Yeah. Some notable ones. Uh, the Ben Folds live album. Mm. Um, for me, that one's like the definitive Ben Folds. Um, it's just so good. Um, I, I don't even like listen to a lot of live albums necessarily, but that's one of the ones that I for sure uh, love. Um, Flaming Lips, Yoshimi Battles, The Pink Robots, mm-hmm. uh, Phantom Planet, The Guest, OK Go, Self-Titled, uh, Super Drag, Last Call for Vitriol, um, Newfound Glory, Sticks and Stones, Some 41, Does This Look Infected, Bright Eyes, Lifted, and uh, They Might Be Giants put out a the Dial-A-Song collection in 2002, oh, oh, yeah. just, just so good. Uh, yeah, like, I, forgot, I forgot about that. That's yeah. good stuff. Uh, did, did you have any other ones, Clayton, you wanted to shout out? Yeah, um, well, I'll shout out that TMBG album for sure. Um, it, I didn't see it on any of the lists that I checked out. Um, I'll say Life on Other Planets by Supergrass. Ah, yeah, yes. really solid pop rock record. Um, yeah. The Bracket Album by Sigur Rós, also mm. called Parentheses or some other Icelandic word I can't pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Out From Outwear by Amon Tobin. Uh, the Live Album from Alison Krauss and Union Station which I just heard for the first time uh, earlier this year, and it's fantastic. And um, Legend of the Liquid Sword by the Jizza. Mm. Mm. Yeah. All good shout-outs. Uh, I think, uh, let's see, someone else mentioned the Sugar Rose album. Uh, Teddy. That was Teddy's favorite album. Year. I bet that um, was Teddy from Pete and Pete's favorite album of that year, too. <laughs> he thought it was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Imagining Teddy listening to Sugar Rose is like a weird <laughs> thought experiment. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I did mention, you know, uh, Clayton mentioned Sea Change. That was on my list of close calls. Andrew, you met- mentioned Phantom Planets, The Guest. Um, that's just a really great pop record. Um really solid all the way around i was definitely a sucker for i think like mainstream radio because i i really like that red hot chili peppers by the way album um Mm. and i also you know i know i got some flack less at last time i mentioned this band but i still like this follow-up album uh cold plays a rush of blood Mm. to the head uh i don't think they quite suck quite yet they're on their way but not this album um and then the other two I'm so happy someone submitted this one because I would have forgotten about it. So Ryan mentioned this as his favorite album of the year, uh, The Get Up Kids on a Wire. I love, love, love that album. Um, I know it's not really maybe a fan favorite, but uh, I like that one. And the other one is uh, by a band from Austin, Texas. They're called uh, Dot Dot Dot, and you will know us by The Trail of Dead. Oh, great band. Uh, Source Tags and Codes. Uh, Boy, if you just want to like rock <laughs> this, this is one of my favorite bands i've ever seen live i think maybe i've mentioned them they they play with two drummers um and it, it uh, I, I i don't know whether i whether it's mean to say it it's also one of the most uh, visceral uh live show experiences i've ever had because i was standing really close to the lead singer 
and he smelled so much like bo uh, <laughs> that like now <laughs> i feel like Fucking now when old I listen, man <laughs> yeah i feel like when i listen to their music now i'm like yeah stinky rock like it's like <laughs> but the uh, source tags and codes is uh, a really great album yeah i should have um, shouted that out too i cut it for some reason but now that you're saying that i feel really stupid for doing that oh no there's just uh, so props. much <laughs> there's so much to keep track of i feel like was that one of like the first ever pitchfork perfect ratings Oh, probably. I feel like that was a thing. Like, yeah. I think that album got a 10, and people were like, what? Yeah, it was like that and Kid A and probably yeah. that Lauren Hill record. Sure, yeah, yeah. All deserving. Right, yeah, definitely. Uh, before we get to Ferguson's, uh, some other people's favorite albums, I think the one that got the most vote, most votes was Avril Lavigne's Let Go. Hmm. Um, so Vince... Uh-huh. Ben, Colin, Marley, and Splatgram all were big fans of Let Go. I panicked because some people didn't write Avril Lavigne. They wrote Let Go. I'm like, did not a serve come out that year? So I had to like research it. <laughs> uh, but wrong Let Go. Um, God, Addy, how great like... would that have been? <laughs> Avril Lavigne versus not a serve. <laughs> I was like, we'll oh, see wait, who's people... popular now. <laughs> people agree with me for the first time. Um, <laughs> Midtown Living Well is the Best Revenge was Addie's pick. Um, Christina Aguilera Stripped was Elise and Mark's pick. Um, CKY's Infiltrate was Tim Beard's pick. Our friend Vaughn picked uh, The Execution of All Things by Rilo Kiley. Great album. Uh, a bunch of people... Well, wait, no. Not, a couple people. Uh, Mike, Damien, and Mandy all picked taking back sunday tell all your friends uh ethan's pick was counting crows hard candy uh richie's pick was vanessa carlton be not nobody uh very popular album um maroon five songs about jane was brooks and samantha's pick i just read somewhere that songs about jane came out in 2002 but like didn't become famous until like 2004 it had to be kind of a weird thing, right? Like you have an album out for two years and then people discover it. Yeah. Was that their breakout record? Yeah, that's the breakout one. That's like got all the hits. Huh. Yeah. Um, Shay picked Newfound Glory, Sticks and Stones, which I feel like was a pretty popular one in our friend group. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joey picked Flogging Molly, Drunken Lullabies. Our buddy Logan picked Sonic Youth, Murray Street. Uh, James picked Songs Ohio, Didn't It Rain? Uh, of course, our friend Melissa picked the Abbott Brothers, Country Wars. Big hit, Annie picked Come Away With Me, Nora Jones. Solid. Uh, yes, I, I agree, solid. Uh, Allie, Jurassic 5, Power and Numbers. Amar picked Mars Volta. Uh, Tremulant? Is that how you say it? Maybe? Tribulant? Uh, Colin Heath picked Piebold. We are the only friends we have. Yeah. You like that one? Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Uh, and our other really popular pick, picked by, actually, this might be our most popular pick Sid, Ready to Retro, Mike, Manny, Quincy, and Lyndon picked mm. the Eminem show. Oh, yes. Which I think that's. I think that's the best-selling album of the year. Yep. Yeah, probably. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was everywhere for sure. 
Um, Miguel picked Space Camp by Audio Karate. Um, Josh picked self-titled Ashanti album. Brett Wilson in Slimy's Dream picked uh, Queens of the Stone Age, Songs for the Deaf. Another rocker. Justin picked Thrice, The Illusion of Safety. Bob picked Talib Kweli. Or how do you say? Uh, Talib Kweli. Thank you. Talib Kweli. Uh, the album Quality. Sorry, Bob. Um, Interpool, Turn on the Bright Lights was Tara's pick. Thing. Um, System of a Down, Steal This Album was Zach's, Zach's pick. Um, Lifted or The Story is in the hmm. Soil. Um, keep your ear to the ground by bright eyes was Trevor's pick. Yeah. Uh, Goldfinger, open your eyes was Matthew's pick. And finally, uh, Wilco Yankee Foxtrot hotel was Kevin's pick. Hmm. A lot of variety though this year. I mean, like yeah. there's all sorts of stuff. Yeah. That's there. a ton. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, do you guys have any Ferguson's? Yeah. Um, okay. My, I, I got two, but uh, my main one is Kenny G wishes a holiday album. <laughs> oh man, uh, I don't hate it. This is like a this is like official a real Ferguson, um, because uh, I I listened to it a lot when I worked in a record store. I think it was just like the least offensive thing that, that existed. Um, what the, the hell kind of a record store plays a Kenny G album? <laughs> <laughs> we would like pick out, you know, like each of us would pick out a CD or whatever at the beginning of the day. But, uh, you know, every once in a while, somebody would pick this out for the customers or whatever. <laughs> um, and it's not terrible. It's just like so me just it's just got that Kenny G sound. If you've heard him, it's just that sack sound to christmas classics and it's just like kind of wait awful. a second christmas but, classics yeah a holiday it's the holiday one. Oh hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little too down for me or something it's like you're sitting in front of the fire it's dark um a- andrew did you watch that kenny g documentary yet on hbo oh no i, I, I did it was like great yes it is great you fantastic if you don't like Kenny G, it works just as well, because uh, half the people in it don't like him. Um, it's you got to watch it. You got to watch it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I also just wanted to mention, since I don't think we mentioned it in two thousand one, um, yeah. Kids Bop started that year, and oh, Kids oh, Bop no. two came out this year. <laughs> Andrew, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh man i remember when that first one came out it was just like as yeah, a kid it. looking at it it was just sort of grotesque it's all over <laughs> it's like what is this disgusting I thing i don't know why i had it i was way too old to have it maybe i thought maybe i bought it ironically or something but like you know kids bop it bops uh, okay all right <laughs> it's just kind of <laughs> gross right. something about it Clayton Ferguson? Uh yeah, my Ferguson is an album Joey picked. And oh no. <laughs> and, and it's a Rush of Blood to the Head by Coldplay. But I can explain. No! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um this was probably the album that I liked the most from 2002 in 2002. Mm. I used to love Coldplay. And I was so excited for X and Y 
Let and me guess. You saw you saw forty year old virgin. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I was already pretty calcified <laughs> by that point. <laughs> I thought it was funny, but um, yeah, I was so hyped for X and Y, and it came out, and I was so disappointed in it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and I was keeping an eye on everything. Like, I downloaded the talk bootleg that had leaked a few months before. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. And then hearing that compared to the album version and the rest of the album, I was just so let down to the point yeah. that I just became, all of Coldplay's little quirks were just brought to the surface and it felt so hollow to me that it retroactively made a rush of blood to the head <laughs> worse for me. <laughs> like I couldn't listen to it anymore. And, um, but I have a little caveat, which is that I think that first track on Russia Blood Politic is awesome. Yeah, Politic Rocks. I remember being on the bus at like 6:45 in the morning listening to that on my Walkman and trying to hold back tears. It was the first time I'd ever heard it. And I'm going, "Oh no, don't cry on the bus. <laughs> Whatever you do." <laughs> it is like one of three songs that have ever moved me to tears and i put it on yesterday to see if it still does that and sure enough i got pretty misty that song is just so powerful man it rocks yeah Yeah, uh it is yeah it's really something else so uh uh, okay i i listen that's about a sound of a like i i kind of sympathize with that i think i'm the victim here x and y (laughs) yeah X and Y had kind of the same effect on me. I just, I like shut down after it and like still liked the first two. So it just like kind of a different direction, but I can appreciate the effect of it. Yeah. I still kind of like parachutes in fairness. There are some solid songs on parachutes and they hadn't whipped out the piano and stuff yet. So. (laughs) Right. 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 Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I don't have a Ferguson album. Um, I just, I mean, I, 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 if I tried harder, I could, but, um, I think, uh, there, like nothing just jumped out to me as like, oh, I hated that. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, let's go to a different category here. Um, I'm going to choose video games. Hmm. All right. Cool. Andrew, you ready? Um, Yeah. I mean, this is one of those categories I felt like there wasn't like there wasn't a whole ton of them that I really connected to. But my number one is called Sega Soccer Slam. And it was a uh, it, it's it doesn't sound good. It's not something <laughs> it sure that, doesn't. <laughs> it's not something that you would even like or that I would have picked up on purpose. But like somehow we got into maybe uh, me and Brett got into playing this game. Our friend Brett from when we were kids, um, who's been on the show. Um, and it's just like this super fast, it's almost like a Mario type of sports game where it's like super fast paced. Uh, there's like powers that you have and stuff. Um, but something about this, it was just like perfectly balanced. Um, and you needed like, it was very easy to pick up. Um, so it's just a really fun multiplayer game uh, that no one pretty much knew about and uh yeah it's just great i highly recommend it if you happen to spot it 
these days. It might only be on GameCube. I can't remember for sure, but hmm. uh, very fun. One. Hmm. Wow, never heard of it. Me neither. It. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's cool. Cool. All right, uh, Clayton. Were yeah. you also playing soccer? Uh, no, I'm a nerd. Remember? <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Um, no, that year I was playing Kingdom Hearts. Mm, sure. Um, and this game to me is a lot like Back to the Future Three and Star Trek Four because when I think about what it is, I'm not like I'm often asking myself like, was this just a fever dream that I had? Because <laughs> I can't believe it really exists. Like. <laughs> Final yeah. Fantasy characters and Disney characters team up to save the universe from the heartless, etc. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is such a bizarre game, but man, I had fun playing it. Going to all those Disney worlds and teaming up with Winnie the Pooh and stuff to fight evil <laughs> can't go wrong. Yeah, for sure. And it was really weird. Like, how did this come about? Yeah, whose idea like, was this? <laughs> <laughs> and all the style, like the styles of them mixed together in this really bizarre way. Just, uh, yeah, it was cool. What was, was that for PlayStation? I had it for PlayStation. Well, at least originally. PlayStation. Yeah, PlayStation okay, 2. okay. Yeah, I, I'm aware of it, but I'm not sure I ever played it. But it is like just in premise alone. Like, yeah, what you guys said of like, who approved this? Uh just kind of strange do they still make them is this still an ongoing yeah yeah they they came out with kingdom hearts 3 a couple of years ago and they're developing kingdom hearts 4 now and there are i don't know a dozen spinoffs with weird numbering that i was too confused to check out Mm. but uh that first one is still pretty close to my heart i think i still have a copy nice very cool yeah yeah, pick. nice. Uh, that was also our buddy Brett Wilson's pick, oh, uh, Kingdom Hearts. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, my pick—I mean, it's the only—it's uh, like the pick, of course. Uh, it was also Melissa's pick. Uh, that is Roller Coaster Tycoon Two. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, I, you know, I don't expect anybody to I, I, video. I just at this point in my life, I was not playing a lot of video games. I think like my my obsession with music had fully taken over. So like rather than sitting down to play games, I was like playing guitar or whatever. So um, I was just like attached to whatever titles I'd already known. You know what I mean? Like uh, Griffey, <laughs> Roller Coaster Tycoon, Mario. Like that was the only stuff I was still playing. Um, and uh, I, I, I looked it up, and when I, the moment I saw pictures from this game, it was like, oh yeah, like <laughs> unbeatable. <laughs> and I can okay. tell you guys are passionate about it too. So uh... <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, Roller Coaster Tycoon. Shout out, Melissa. Nice. Yeah. Close calls. Yeah, my close call is a game called Guitaru Man. And it was for the PlayStation 2. It is sort of like Parappa the Rappa in gameplay in that you're like matching up button presses to the music. Like 
as it's coming across the screen, it tells you what button to press or whatever. But you're like, mm-hmm. it's like a rhythm game like that. Um, but really just fun and bizarre and fast paced and sort of like infuri- infuriating um, toward the later levels. Uh, but it's just like, just one of those games that I got obsessed with for a while. Um, another kind of somewhat more obscure one, I guess. Hmm. Sounds I, dope. I, I remember the name of it, but I don't know if I ever played it. Yeah, very, just very fun. Very cool. Video games, Clayton. What were you playing? Close call. Um. Yeah, I have two. Uh, one is Ratchet and Clank, which I just remember having fun playing, and the other is Time Splitters Two, which um was the only first-person shooter my dad let me have. I think he just thought it was zany and fun, and maybe he played it once and had fun, so I was allowed to have that mm-hmm. one and. I played it a lot with my cousins and some of my friends and fond memories. Yeah. Wide variety of weapons and characters. Good times. Nice. Yeah. Time Splitters 2 was also Slimy's Dream and Matthew's pick. So a couple people. Um, like I said, I wasn't really playing a lot of video games, so uh, I don't have You're a close so cool. <laughs> I'm not so cool. That's not what I'm saying. I wish I honestly, I wish I knew some of this stuff. Like, I feel kind of like, uh, man, like there's just a hole in my knowledge. Of, uh, the But people's picks, easily, you want to guess what the most popular pick amongst our listeners was? Um, I bet I could, but I'll wait. We've, well, I'm about to mention it if you want to go for it. We've not mentioned it. Uh, uh, do you have a guess, Clayton? Yeah. Because I'll throw it. <laughs> Should we count a three? Okay, okay. <laughs> One, two, three. Grand Super- Theft Auto Vice City. Oh. oh, of course. Super Mario Sunshine, we- I was going to say. Uh. Mario Sunshine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nobody picked Mario Sunshine, Jeez. but a lot of Good a game. lot of people... a lot a lot of people picked um grand theft auto vice city Uh, that was our most easily our most common pick that was picked by vince richie sid mike ready to retro colin damien adventure usa quincy addy and Lyndon. all picked gta vice city uh it's also the top selling game uh of this Mm. year um did you play this andrew um, not any more than like in passing a couple times, you know, at somebody's okay. house or something. Okay. Clayton, were you a fan? Um, this is actually my Ferguson because I was not allowed to play it <laughs> and I felt like the only teenager on earth who wasn't playing it. So, <laughs> Aww, yeah. <laughs> well, Clayton, if it makes you feel any better, I was also not playing it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Well, Andrew, did you have a Ferguson? Uh, I do. Um, I did just also want to mention, though, a couple games we didn't mention that I know are popular, though. Mario Party 4, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 uh, came out on PS2 that year. Mm. Um, But my Ferguson is a game called BMX XXX. Uh, (laughs) It was this, like, uh, biking game that's whole claim to fame was that you could design topless girl characters yeah um but it was just i mean like even that i'm sure that at the time they're like oh man we're gonna suck these kids in like they're gonna love this um 
but it was just like you know it's like a pixelated biking game yeah um and it was a bad game of course you know yeah so it's just kind of like worthless like Like, just pure gimmick yeah yeah dang that's so weird i was not aware of that (laughs) topless bmx sounds really unsafe <laughs> I like where your head's at. Yeah, you're definitely, definitely prone. <laughs> yes, definitely prone to get some burns. Um, uh, no Ferguson, of course, but some other picks. Uh, Colin Heath picked Mega Man Battle. Mm. Uh, Josh picked NCAA Football 03. Justin picked Dead to Rights. Um, Tim Beard and Zach picked Metroid Prime. Uh, Keith and Mac, Matt picked Metroid Fusion. Are these two separate games? Or are they yeah. the same game? Yeah, Metroid Prime was for uh, GameCube. I can't remember what Fusion was now. Hmm. Okay. Maybe DS. Um, okay. Uh, Kev picked Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Yes. Um, for this is for Ferguson. No, these are just people's favorites. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Joe, <laughs> Joey picked Age of Mythology. Um, Mark picked Tom and Jerry in War of Whiskers. Mm. Karuna picked the Harry Potter Game Boy games. Uh, Katie picked Pokemon Ruby. James picked Morrowind. Morrowind. Uh, Ethan picked NBA 2K2. Mike picked Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Um, Bob picked World of Warcraft 3. Or is it man, Warcraft, Warcraft 3? And oh, then Tara said the first version of Animal Crossing came out for GameCube. Hmm. That's her favorite. Yeah. Nice. You like any of those? I played Animal Crossing a little bit. Okay. I didn't get that deep, but you know, it's pretty fun. Check out Tom and Jerry War War of Whiskers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I've seen. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've somehow I've heard of this game, but I, I've never played it. But I thought it was funny. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it. a. I like the title. Um, all right. Well, uh, and you said um, GTA was the best selling game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, Clayton, where should we go next? Hmm. Um. How about TV shows? Sure. I think I think maybe the most interesting category. Oh my god! Yeah, agreed. this was. I I felt that it was like, it was a weird year in that there's nothing that is like my favorite. I mean, there's stuff it, that I like, but nothing that I'm like that I. Nothing like Freaks and Geeks level shows. No, that's exactly how I felt. Like, um, there's some, there's some trustworthy stuff of like, it's not bad, but yeah, 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 really weird as far as like nothing great. (laughs) It really is. Well, you guys are going to get some hate mail when you go down the list. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, I, there is one shit came out this year. There is one show in particular that was overwhelmingly supported, and so I guess I shouldn't say oh, really? nothing nothing great because this show is pretty beloved. I think like seen as one of the best shows ever on TV. But um, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, 
but otherwise, I guess I should say otherwise, uh, a weird year. Yeah, I've never okay. seen this show that you're alluding to, so it's not on my list, but I ah. recognize that people love it. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, Andrew, what did you love from the year um, 2002 in TV? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm really shocked to say that my, for me, the best show that came out this year is oh uh, an anime. It's called Yu Yu Hakusho. I mean, it came out in the U.S. this year. Um, okay. And it's just like a like um this kid dies and he becomes a spirit detective and he has to like battle (laughs) demons and stuff um but uh you know it's cool for people who like action animes or whatever um but uh yeah i mean that was my top i think it came out it started on adult swim what's it called yu yu kai might have been tsunami yu yu haku show oh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay never heard of it yeah pretty fun i mean you know, i don't know if it's up your alley but pretty <laughs> sure had, had you heard of that uh clayton Are no never oh okay. Mm-hmm. okay all right well nobody else picked it andrew i'm sorry to say wow okay <laughs> <laughs> i feel like it's sort of a classic anime in the u.s Listen, it's no George Lopez, all right? So, uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Few are. Few are. Uh, Clayton, it helps what... I feel the same way about my Nico Case album. Like, <laughs> I feel like this is an undisputed classic, but like I don't know anyone else who actually listens to it. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, But it's nice to have those things. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, what was your favorite show of 2002? I picked I Love the 80s. I love the 80s. Mm. Huh. Um, okay. From VH1. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, this, uh, for those who aren't familiar, um, it's one of those weird, really fast paced panel shows. VH1 made a whole bunch of them back in the day where um, this diverse group of entertainers, both contemporary and one who were famous at the time, and. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure everyone who was on these shows now has their own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they would um, wax nostalgic or make fun of shows, films, music, fashion, tech, and world events of the time. Each episode would be focused on a specific year. So 1980 had its own year, 81, etc. But they'd just talk about like Back to the Future, Eddie Murphy, MTV, and John Hughes and stuff. And... Um, it had a, the shows have like a pretty crass sense of humor. A lot of it wouldn't fly today, but, um, it was one of those rare shows that every member of my family liked and we could all watch it together mm-hmm. doing different things. Um, we'd put it on a lot while we were washing dishes or doing other housework and it ended up being a kind of a fun way for me and my sister to bond with our parents because they grew up with this stuff and, um, they were seeing it through a different lens and um, we got to know them and their values a bit better. And also this ended up being a really good primer for me when I started my career because everyone was at least five years older than me, but thanks to this show and all the ones that came after it, I already knew all the stuff they were into so I could talk about it with them. 
Hmm. I'm like, yeah, I remember Hands Across America. Come on. <laughs> but uh, it worked like a charm. And um, I still enjoy, they have a bunch of bootlegs of these on YouTube that I enjoy putting on when I really have to get a ton of work done really quick. So, uh, yeah, this really weird, really crash show is really close to my heart. <laughs> that was that 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 was VH1, right? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if this is like I know we shouted out pop up video when it came out, so I I, I have to think that like pop up video and this are going to be the only VH1 shows ever mentioned. <laughs> Probably. <yeah. laughs> uh, maybe maybe I love the seventies will be mentioned next year. <laughs> like this show was huge. They made a ton oh. of spinoffs. Yes. Yeah, I, I I completely forgot this existed until you mentioned it. Um, but that was it. Was like it that does feel like the first one of that type of show um, yeah yeah that's yeah. did you have a favorite contributor like um you know because i feel like i really latched on to michael ian black i definitely did at the time um yeah but now i don't know like i'm kind of familiar i've watched it so much that i kind of like all of them for different reasons and i don't know it's like it's like old friends you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't really know yeah. if i uh actually uh this wasn't i love the 80s but in i love the 70s i think my favorite what contributor was fred rerun barry man that guy was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah interesting pick good yeah yeah i like it uh this was also kev's pick so you're all right wow. yeah yeah nice. i love the 80s cool um boy what a dire year for me um i can't i cannot believe i'm about to pick this show as my favorite show of any year um but it just goes to speak that i don't know i'll just say it uh my favorite show of 2002 is cranky anchors oh it's also it's also linden's pick uh manny shouted it out um boy i don't want to belabor this too long because I am not passionate about this show. I do think, <laughs> I do think in 2002, it was like just a show I had on a lot. Like I'd turn on Comedy Central and it was like in the background a lot. Um, yeah. But I cannot say I'm passionate about it. The problem is I have a lot of close calls I like, but they're like all one season shows. Hmm. Um, and uh, like so short lived that I'm not sure I can really pick it as my favorite. So anyway. Crank Yankers. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Andrew and I, I think I think the show that everybody loved, I think we're actually in the same boat. I just I've never watched the whole thing. And I uh, don't doubt oh, that no. it's I don't doubt that it's great, but uh, I can't pick it because I just have never yeah. seen it through. Yeah, same. I've only seen the first season and it is super good, but it's a show that you really, really have to sit down and watch. And yeah, most of the stuff I watch is just on in the background while I'm working usually. So just haven't been able to make the time. <laughs> I, I like that we all are maybe in agreement that we know it's show, but like I could very easily be like talking about like eight simple rules to yeah, dating yeah. my daughter. That would be perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Monk. Um, <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> Name drop. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, I, I assume we're all talking about the wire. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. That was uh, the most popular pick by far. Josh, Logan, Sid, James, Jordan, Ben, Joey, Adventure USA, and Quincy. 
all pretty much said it was like no debate the wire is the best show of the year and they're probably right mm-hmm. like uh, yeah they have yeah <laughs> they I mean, have to be right <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be like terrible compared BOC to how listeners can't be wrong <laughs> I just picked Crank Yankers, and I I feel a hundred percent positive the wire is like yeah, yeah. five hundred times better. Um, I just and you know what? Like, what's the guy's name who made it? David Simon. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, I've watched all his stuff. Like, show me a hero. <laughs> I watched the new HBO series this year. It was incredible. I I don't this know why. I, oh, we own this city. Hmm. Um, it was it was very 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 good. So like everything I've seen, the Deuce. Everything I've seen by him is like, I trust him. I'm sure it's great. I just don't know why I haven't made it through. So, um, (laughs) yeah. So uh, just to say we're probably wrong, but, uh, you know, I'm not wrong. (laughs) wrong. (laughs) Sorry, Clayton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clayton's good. Clayton's good. Um, close call, Andrew. Um, yeah, my official close call is Andy Richter controls the universe. Yes, this yeah. was like I, this was on my consideration. This is a one season, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah so funny. Yeah, this was great. Uh, really surprised too, because I just, I, you know, at the time I thought Andy Richter going off on his own TV <laughs> show, like this isn't gonna be good, but yeah, it was great. Yeah, that um, show is so funny. It's still really funny. I have it on DVD. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think, like, all, it was weird. Like, our whole friend group was like, whoa, this show's good, and then it just disappeared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just a few others I'll mention. I, I mean, maybe you guys love these. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> Greg the Bunny. One uh, season. Was, also, so, yeah. I I bought that DVD. I love that show. Um, the, the first, or the second Twilight Zone revival, which was fine. Okay. Yeah. Not great, but notable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another anime called Inuyasha. A lot of people like. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I just wanted to note that Rugrats All Growed Up came out this year. I know people don't like it, but that first special, and it's good. It's good. Um, and finally, I wanted to mention In Search of, just because it was only eight episodes. Um, but the reason why I even think about it still is because, uh, the host was Mitch Pelleggi from, um, X-Files and Mm. in each episode he would say, I'm Mitch Pelleggi and this is in search of, (laughs) it just (laughs) cracked me up somehow. Like, like Mitch Pelleggi, like people are going to start knowing Mitch Pelleggi. Uh, I (laughs) I know I'm in safe hands. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Uh, Clayton, cl- close call. Um, this, my official close call is Andy Richter. Um, yeah. but my I have another one after that, and it's Firefly. And man, uh, you boys are in some big trouble for talking this show down. <laughs> <laughs> the brown coats are gonna come for your asses. Uh, I am so did, sorry. Did, we, did wait? Did we talk it down? Well, you didn't mention it. Like you mentioned, there's only one good show of this year. We don't have to mention it. Okay, it's The Wire. And man, you don't want to mess with these people, man. I do uh, feel like uh, ashamed to have never watched Firefly. 
and I know people love it, and like it seems right up my alley. I just like I missed it that when it came out, and just never caught it. Two things: one, it's John and Damon's uh, Damien's uh, favorite uh, of the year, so you got some support. Was Firefly a movie first? No, it was a movie second. Uh, okay, I've they seen had the one movie. season. It got canceled, <laughs> and they got a movie made out of it. And still, the fans want more. Gotcha. I have really ambivalent cool. feelings toward Firefly, so like, mm. I, like I'm not really on that team. I like the show a little bit more every time I watch it, but I still there's still a lot about it that bugs me. Um, so that's why it's like barely a close call. I almost made it my Ferguson, but yeah, I, <laughs> wow. I didn't want to incur the wrath I just told you about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've seen the movie, oddly enough. Uh, I don't even think I knew that it was attached to the show. Um, but, uh, it was okay. Um, yeah, the my... movie's fun. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't the movie it's called, called Serenity? Else? <laughs> yeah, it's called Serenity. Serenity. <laughs> right, right, right. Thank you. Um, okay. Uh, well, yes, I definitely, in consideration was Andy Richter, Controls the Universe, Greg the Bunny, as mentioned. You know, I'm going to reveal a little bit of like my, like, you know, my sport. I think people know I like sports. So I, my close call was uh, also Bob's pick uh, Around the Horn, which is a, just another background show. It's like on ESPN, talking heads arguing over sports. Uh, listen, my, my favorite show is Crank Yankers. Get off my back. Uh, <laughs> uh, another show I want to shout out that I feel like I got a lot of flack even in 2002 for watching, Andrew, you might remember, is the Jamie Kennedy Experiment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember it. <laughs> so what happened was the guy who eventually married my sister, now my brother-in-law, he was dating her at the time. And I think it was like the first Christmas he came over and he bought me the DVD set. And I had never seen it. And my family, when I tell you, it had to be like the I love the 80s thing for your family, Clayton. When I when we put in the Jamie Kennedy experiment DVDs, my family went nuts. Like it was like it was like we discovered comedy together. Um, um, so you know the JKX, I uh, you know we're out here, we're representing. I'm so bummed that Jamie Kennedy's career went the way it went. Uh, he should be a big star. Um, funny show. <laughs> all right, all right. I, you know, I'm a sucker for those prank shows. I, I, I think nowadays people will be like, oh, they're too mean, but like, you know, bring them back. <laughs> Pr- prank people. Yeah, they're fine. I don't know. Yeah, they're fine. They're fine. Um, okay. Well, other people's picks before we get to our Fergusons. Uh, Elise picked The Bachelor. You know, maybe the most influential hmm. show of that year, arguably. Yeah, probably. Um, Still standing was Vince's pick. Uh, Monk was picked by Tim and Tara. Mm. Monk. Oh, Monk. Gotta I watched love, Monk. Ca- yeah, gotta love Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. He's really funny. He yeah. is. Yeah, underrated. Loved him in Galaxy Quest. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Uh, has that movie come out yet? Uh, do we, are we? That was last year, right? Or two years ago? I, feel yeah, like I think it was 90s. 90s? Oh, okay. Like maybe 98. Yeah, it was good. It was great. Uh, Justin and Brooks picked What I Like About You. Um, Shay, Samantha, and Karuna picked American Dreams. Keith picked Nar- 
Naruto? 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 Naruto. Okay. Richie and Marley picked the George Lopez show. Mark picked Ultimate Miracle. Ryan picked Eight Simple Rules. Uh, Mike picked American Idol. Probably the other, like, big um, sea change show of the year. Um, Slimy's Dream picked Top Gear. Ready to Retro picked Monday Night Raw. Tim Tim Beard picked What's New, Scooby-Doo. Hmm. Like that. Okay. Ethan picked The Nick Cannon Show. Colin and Zach picked Jimmy Neutron, which we oh. I guess we should, you know, acknowledge. I liked, I liked the Jimmy oh, Neutron Nickelodeon show. Nickelodeon show. Yeah. Ugh, if we have to. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 yeah, Jimmy Neutron was, it was cool. Like, I was just, I, I didn't catch a lot of it, but uh, it was fine, right? Like, yeah. It was, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was almost my Ferguson because I just remember it being so heavily advertised. It just seemed like mm. it was everywhere for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really like the the rise of that animation style. I feel like too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Brett Wilson and Miguel picked Clone High. Solid. Yeah. Uh, Annie picked Everwood, which I'm not really sure mm. I saw that. Uh, Vaughn and Mandy picked The Osbournes, which mm. again I was a real sucker for that show. Uh, Look Around, which was a BB show, BBC show, was picked by Colin Heath. Um, Manny shouted out that it was the first year he'd watched Conan O'Brien. So really, uh... oh, oh, it might have been mine too. Now that I think about yeah. it, ah, always a good time to discover yeah. Conan. Something in the air. <laughs> yeah, um, Allie liked Still Game. Mike and Trevor liked The Shield, another big one. And finally, Teddy liked Anthony Bourdain, A Cook's Tour. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ferguson's what what didn't you like um man I mean in a year of a lot of garbage um, I, picked, <laughs> I picked a show I only saw this once or twice but I don't know if you'll even remember this it's called baby Bob and there was a series of commercials that came out with like a like an adult's face on a baby's face like talking and somehow these commercials became so popular that they made a show of it and it's just like it's just a bait you're watching a baby but it's like you know superimposed adult's mouth on it oh it's no. just so dumb it's so stupid um <laughs> just that this somehow like got to show level it's was unbelievable and if you like look it up the the promotional picture is pretty hilarious too oh my just, gosh like, i remember the show <laughs> I remember this show. It was it was crappy. Yes, on CBS. Uh, wow, good call, Andrew. Oh, what's the name? The name of that dad? He's like a famous actor. Um, yeah, somebody famous, but yeah. <laughs> wow, you nailed it. Just, it. It, it, it. It's one of those things that like really feels like it sums up the time. Like oh, this. Elliot Gould, of course. Oh, Elliot wow. <laughs> My gosh. I mean, just, I, l l I mean, let's be real here. Elliot Gould's an icon, but. Yeah, he's great. Wow. <laughs> uh, 
Looking okay, at this, good. I feel like if this had been like a recurring skit on Conan, it would have been just out of the park <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, yeah. They were already superimposing mouths on stuff. Yeah, yeah. Do a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and pretty incredible on IMDb. The show has a four out of ten, which is like <laughs> for for IMDb. That's you, that, that is slumming. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, Ferguson, Clayton. Um, my Ferguson is American Idol specifically because, to my mm-hmm. regret, should have won, and I'm still not over it. Sorry, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's mine too. Uh, American Idol. Wow. Um, not necessarily because I hate that show. I hate the breed of show it has produced. Mm. Uh, yeah, like sure. these talent, just non-stop talent shows and non-talent shows. <laughs> correct. Yeah. yeah, correct. But like, come on, people. Like, just like work hard. I don't know. Like, I'm sounding real old. I'm sounding <laughs> real grumpy. But like, I just don't like this. Like, it does I, feel. I it's been 20 years, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think it's valid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As ah, a novel, yeah. as, as a novelty, it was fine. But it's like there's like a million of these shows now. And I don't know, just like start your own TikTok and you hope someone finds you. I just. That's your advice, you think? No, I don't have advice. I mean, maybe. I, <laughs> That's I, fine. <laughs> I don't have advice. I just like all these people desperately trying to get on television. Yeah. It just yeah. Leaves, a, leaves a bad taste. I know. Uh, also feels somewhat exploitative of the people that like are like real you know uh, the people that don't like know better yeah. i guess yeah mm-hmm. i think they did that a lot at the start i think they've tried to cut that out yeah. um, i don't think they like laugh at people anymore so much yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, well before we move on i have a few tv facts from this sure, year. sure. um nicktoons tv launches uh-huh. uh fox kids and one saturday morning end their runs Uh, they become like abc saturday morning like becomes like we'll show cartoons from other channels early in the day you know Mm. it's like why uh x files ends Um, (laughs) yeah uh the simpsons turns digital this year this is and finally, uh, the top-rated show for this year. Do you have any any guess at all? It's it's indicative of the year of, it, in TV. Have we mentioned it? It's got to be no. Crank Yankers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy, it's just no, a generic know. guessable CSI. Gre- Gre- Oh, uh, I was gonna say Greg and Dharma and Greg or whatever. No. Uh, yeah, okay. No, even less, you know, <laughs> less anything than that. Yeah, CSI, sure. Other other shows I saw ended: Daria, mm, uh, yeah. Action League Now. Oh, my heart. <laughs> J- uh, Jackass. Um, a hundred deeds for Eddie McDowd, <laughs> sure. Kate Caitlin's Way, an end of an era. Um, Spin City. Allie uh-huh. McField, the first run of Unsolved Mysteries, The Amanda Show, 
And listen, I this doesn't sound right to me, but two sources said it was correct, which is wild and crazy kids. Huh? I can believe Maybe. it. I feel like there had to be a reboot at some point in there. It must have been, right? Couldn't like, have been the it, same 1982 or whatever. I don't think so. Yeah. All right. I've had enough of TV. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, Andrew, where do you want to go next? Uh, why don't we bust through books? I feel like sure. it's going to be a non-category sort of. Yeah, I feel real bad. I, <laughs> l- let me... L- let me just get out of the way, okay? I don't have a favorite. I don't have a close call, and I don't have a first one. Um, <laughs> I have listeners' picks, though, so you guys run okay. the show here. All right. Okay. Um, well, my I only have one favorite. I could only figure out one book that I read into from 2002, uh, which was Kick Me by Paul Feig. Mm, um, oh, I read that. Shoot. Uh, I didn't know it came out. That's my pick, too. Great. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, just such a great book. So many, like, great. It's uh, the the writer, like, co-creator of Freezing Geeks um, telling, like, little anecdotes kind of from his life growing up. Um, And uh, just, like, a lot of really good, like, uh, traumatic kind of, but really funny stuff. Yeah. and um, just like really interesting and kind of moving at times. Just a really fun, quick book to get through, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it being fun and solid and very explicit at times. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Some of the things were just like so traumatic. Um, it made me laugh just how like horrible they are to imagine <laughs> if I was in his shoes. Yes. Um, so, yeah, good book. Yeah. I mean, as I said, I definitely had a favorite and that was, it was kick me. Nice. <laughs> uh, Clayton, what was yours? Um, I picked why the last man, which started this year. Mm. Um, it was my, it was my first like grown up comic. Um, like I'd mostly been reading comic strips and superhero books up to that point, but yeah, this was my first vertigo book and, um, really fell in love with it. Um, it's about a contemporary earth where everything with the Y chromosome just suddenly dies, except for Yorick an idiot, early 20 something escape artist and his poorly trained helper monkey ampersand. And (laughs) he tries to make his way from. New York to Australia in this post-apocalyptic wasteland to find his fiance. And along the way, he's assigned a government issued bodyguard and a cloning scientist who is trying to find out why all the men died. And it's a damn well-written book and damn well illustrated too. And uh, it was adapted into a TV show last year that didn't do so good. So, um, but uh, I love the book a ton. It's worth checking out. Runs about cool. 60 issues total. You can get it across 10 paperback volumes or three deluxe hardcovers. Are you familiar cool. with that one, Andrew? Or? I've heard of it, but I've, I've, I have not read it. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of the series that came out. I didn't catch it, um, but uh, that's cool. To, I, I didn't even realize quite what the original source material was. Mm. Cool. What's it called again? One more time. It's called Why the Last Man, as in the letter Y. Y. Oh, y. Yes, yeah. the letter Y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Cool. 
Um, well, close calls. Do you guys have any close calls? No. Okay. Um, I'll shout out a few comics that came out this year that I mm. liked. Um, Gotham Central about the Gotham City Police Department. Uh, mm. Batman Hush, one of the bigger mm. Batman stories. Oh yeah. The Ultimates, which um inspired the Avengers movies. Ecstatics, a very weird X Men spinoff about a reality TV team of mutant superheroes. And The Amazing Screw on Head by Mike Mignola, creator of Hellboy, hmm. which was cool. adapted into a pretty good cartoon pilot for the sci-fi channel that used the same art style. And um, I have no Fergusons because I'm a professional. <laughs> for sure. I don't need that ire. I, I didn't realize Hush was this year, but I, I am familiar with that one. So mm. that's cool. Yeah. Um, uh, the uh, top book this year, yeah, was the summons by John Grisham. Huh. Uh, Grisham, I, I don't think I've ever read a John Grisham book. I haven't. Uh, well, I, no, not John. I had there's Kevin Grisham, but uh, no, I've I've definitely not. Um, yeah, we did have one book that three different people picked, so that was our most popular. Mm. It's a book called Lamb, the Gospel According to Biff. Oh, I read that. Childhood Pal. <laughs> um, that was picked by, and that's by Christopher Moore. That was picked by Zach, Logan, and Mike. You're familiar with this one, Clayton? Yeah, it's all right. Okay. It's fun. It's whimsical. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Zach, Logan, and Mike? It was all right. I mean, it's no comic book, but I guess it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, other picks, Prey by Michael Crichton. That was Slimy's Dreams pick. Jordan picked uh, Marikami, Kafka on the Shore. Mm. Uh, Tim Beard picked Picasso's War by Russell Martin. James picked Book of Illusions by Paul Oster. Annie Smith picked The Green Man, Tales from the Mystic Forest, edited by Ellen Datlow and Terry Winling. Uh, Damien picked The Goblet of Fire, Harry Potter. Uh, Brett Wilson picked Coraline. Shay picked Gossip Girl. Samantha picked Night in Rodanth by Nicholas Sparks. Teddy picked The Art of the Fellowship of the Ring by Gary Russell, which I'm guessing is uh, art design from the movie, which sounds kind of cool. It is pretty good. Oh, cool. Cool, yeah. that, That would be something I would actually, I think, dig. Um, throw revert pick the beach house James Patterson uh, it is what it is no awards being given um, that's what they said uh, Karuna <laughs> said knocked out by my Nunga Nungas Georgia Nicholson series uh, Matthew picked fables Quincy picked Hulk return of the monster and yay Bob comics picked... <laughs> I'm not alone there you go you got quincy <laughs> and then uh and then bob picked city of bones by michael conley hmm. uh, so there there is some book love i mean a lot of a lot of different yeah. stuff there yeah um but i'm glad you i'm glad you refreshed me on uh kick me coming out because that mm, was a book i yeah. really thought was funny yeah me too thank you yeah cool all right we got two categories left we got songs and movies and i'm gonna go with movies Ooh. yeah um 
Uh, I think this is a good year for movies for the most part. Um, um, yeah, well, yeah. Okay. It's weird again. It's like, there's a lot of good, uh, big budget blockbuster movies and a lot of, um, like, te- uh, teen comedies kind of. Mm-hmm. That's, so it sounds good. I feel like that's the <laughs> year. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> It's a I, let's put it this way. It's like an it's an interesting and mostly positive mix of stuff. Okay. You know? All right. All right. Tell <laughs> tell us why you love my big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> uh, my top movie for this year is Orange County. My name is Sean Brumder, and I live in California in a place called Orange County. I was just another Orange County surfer, carving waves, playing volleyball, but there's more to life than extreme sports and partying. I want to be a writer. A writer? What do you have to write about? You're not oppressed, you're not gay. I don't know if Orange County is the best environment for an aspiring writer. Let's talk graduation speakers' ideas. Toni Morrison, she won the Nobel Prize. Dana. Didn't you say you have a cousin who's friends with Britney Spears? I'm applying to Stanford. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, the, yes, yes, yes. Jack Black and uh, Colin Hanks vehicle. Um, yes. Yeah, just a classic comedy from this year. Uh, Colin Hanks like is graduating from high school, and he's trying to go like study under this uh writer that he loves that works at some college and uh it's kind of him just like dealing with his family trying to make this like work for him and like mm-hmm. kind of deciding that finally that like uh maybe this is all maybe all this stuff that's like getting in his way is the actual stuff that's like important or uh but it's just hilarious great um but also like a really good story um and yeah, it's really. I don't sweet. know. It feels good too. Like it looks good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is one of those movies. Well, let me say. Let me uh, tell you this story. Um, when this first came out, uh, I remember going to the movies with Brett, seeing this, and mm-hmm. then the and then the next week we were like, oh, we should see um, Slackers. Because that was also <laughs> great. It came out this year, but that was rated R. So we tried to get in and they wouldn't let us. We're like, all right, let's just see Orange County again. So we did that. And then then we came back again and we're like, okay, I had my dad buy the tickets for Slackers. I was like, foolproof, perfect. We go to go in. The guy (laughs) taking the tickets won't let us in. Oh my gosh. So we ended up seeing Orange County again. (laughs) Yes. Um, So... Anyway, this uh, movie kind of just like half of half of ticket sales for Orange County is you and Brett. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, we're doing great in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, you didn't go see it with me. I mean, maybe I did. It's possible. Uh, like, I know I, I saw it a handful of times. The reason I mention it is because it's like. Uh, I went and saw it on what would be my first date. Um, 
with a girl I would date for a couple of years. This was our first date, Orange County. And I know there was a buffer. Like she brought someone and I felt hmm. like I brought someone, but maybe, maybe I went solo. That doesn't Possible, ring a bell. But I don't remember now. Okay. All right. Maybe maybe I braved it alone. Oh, what kind of psycho was I? Um Yes, so funny. I mean, this is like really Jack Black's breakout. Yeah. Um he's so great. Yeah. Of course, you, you you also get a great Harold Ramis uh cameo yeah. oh, as yeah. the dean of the college. Um great and, soundtrack. Uh, oh yeah, great soundtrack. Um, and Mike White. Oh my God! Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, Mike White. Now, now famous for you know being the creator of White Lotus, but before, yeah. uh, before that, he was. I mean, he was so funny in everything he was in. Yeah, yeah, he was really great. Yeah. Um, just uh, he so of much. Rock? Good about this. Yeah, he di- uh, he wrote School of Rock. Did he direct yeah. it? I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes, Mike White's a treasure. Uh, he was also a big part of Undeclared. Yeah. Mm. And he had a cameo in Freaks and Geeks. He was Kim's brother. Ah, right. Oh, yeah. Right. right. <laughs> His brother on the couch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Um, yeah. I think this is just kind of a gem. Maybe like a slept yeah. on gem. Um, Andrew, you and I are supposed to maybe talk about this movie more at length. We'll, mm. It's not yeah, confirmed yeah. yet, but uh, there could be some kind of podcast someone else's podcast where we might be digging into this movie a little more. So. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, uh, uh, what's his name? John Lithgow. Just, just mm. while we're naming people that are in this movie. Sure. Yes. And, uh, Catherine yeah. O'Hara, you're one of your, Oh my gosh. Favorites. So good. Well, from a movie we've talked Clayton, about recently. Clayton, do you, have you seen best in show? Oh, I have. I love it. Sorry. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, I guess I'm wrong on this one. Everybody loves it. Uh, big fan. Uh, yeah. If I can be wrong on um, Candy Corn, then you can be wrong on Best in Show. Sure, sure. That's <laughs> fair. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, Clayton, what was your favorite movie of the year? Well, just real quick. Um, man, I got to watch Orange County again. It's been a while, but uh, I still have a couple of family members who quote it, and they'll still say, <laughs> you do this to me, and I will eat your face. <laughs> Yes, I uh, I very often, uh, whenever it seems like reasonable, will do the uh, and you know uh, talk to the hand. <laughs> you know, he's like coming up with ideas, shirt ideas. You know, yeah, shirt ideas. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I should mention this was also Melissa and Elise's pick. Ah, nice. And it's my ninth favorite movie of the year. Unbelievable. That's truly <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, I don't know what you're doing. I'm sorry. There's not eight. I mean, I'll say right now, there's not eight, eight better movies. Not eight movies that come even close to this. Oh, my gosh. I mean, maybe it should have been seven now that I'm looking at it. But, uh... Maybe like two or three or one. Be reasonable. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Clayton, what was your pick? Uh, my pick, and it was no contest, is Spirited Away. Walt Disney Studios presents a Studio Ghibli film. Honey, don't take a shortcut. You always get us lost. From master filmmaker Hayao Miyazaki. What is it? Come on, let's go in. I want to see what's on the other side. Where are you going? Hey! You said just a quick look! Now let's go back! 
shouldn't be here. Get out of here now! What? Leave before it gets dark. You've got to get across the river. Go. Uh, oh. this, yeah, this was the. It might have been a 2001 movie, but 2002 is when it hit the states. And <laughs> gotcha. uh, yeah. yeah, this was the first like anime anything. I guess maybe besides Final Fantasy that I really really loved. And um, it was my gateway drug to both anime at large and Hayao Miyazaki. And it's one of my top five films easily. It's definitely my favorite Miyazaki. And um, on the surface, this movie is just so random and outrageous. Like the story makes total sense, but the dressing is just so weird. <laughs> like it's about a, it's a coming of age story about a preteen girl and she and her family wind up in the exotic spirit world and she has to take a job at a bathhouse so she can turn <laughs> her parents back into humans after they were turned into pigs for eating food that wasn't prepared for them and along the way she wins the heart of the dark pretty servant boy who's also a dragon <laughs> like what's not to love and she has to clean a stink spirit <laughs> yeah how can you go wrong man this Oh. This movie, yeah, this movie kicks ass. Uh, it's just really beautiful too. Oh, so gorgeous! I have the Spirited Away art book, and yeah, the spine on that thing is really worn down. I've I've read the hell out of that thing. Hmm. Andrew, do you like this one? You know, I've never actually seen any Miyazaki movies all the way through. Wow. Um, I I don't know how I just I, like I just got into anime through. I guess whatever was on Adult Swim and just like never crossed over to these. Um, I know people love them. I just, mm. you know. Yeah, I I can't say I've seen a ton of them, but this one is um, definitely one I've gone on my way. And I saw recently it's on it's on HBO. If people have HBO. Um, uh, well, my favorite movie is a movie. Uh, I you know I I, don't, I just didn't expect a lot of people to love, but um, it's a movie called Adaptation. Yes. Sir, what if a writer is attempting to create a story where nothing much happens, where people don't change, they don't have any epiphanies, they struggle and are frustrated and nothing is resolved? More a reflection of the real world. The real world? Yes, sir. The real fucking world. First of all, you write a screenplay without conflict or crisis, you'll bore your audience to tears. Secondly, nothing happens in the world? Are you out of your f***ing mind? People are murdered every day. There's genocide, war, corruption every day. Somewhere in the world, somebody sacrifices his life to save somebody else. Every day, someone somewhere takes a conscious decision to destroy someone else. People find love. People lose it. For Christ's sake, a child watches a mother beaten to death on the steps of a church. Someone goes hungry. Somebody else betrays his best friend for a woman. If you can't find that stuff in life, then you, my friend, don't know crap about life. And why the are you wasting my two precious hours with your movie? I don't have any use for it. I don't have any bloody use for it. Okay, thanks. Mm. Nice. Um, this is a... I would describe it as like a pretty chaotic and strange and uh, beautiful movie about like having creative block, right? Like in this case, writer's block, but um, 
it's a movie written by Charlie Kaufman. If you don't know who Charlie Kaufman is, he's the writer of uh, Being John Malkovich, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Minds, uh, Schenectady, New York. I'm thinking of ending things. You know, he adapted that. Um, it was directed by Spike Jones, who directed Being John Malkovich, Her, Where the Wild Things Are, and some of the best music videos of the 90s. Word. Um, and uh, and uh, it's starring a sweaty tortured involving <laughs> Nicolas Cage uh, he plays two twin brothers uh, both are working to become writers in Hollywood um, our key twin is like kind of in the image of Charlie Kaufman he's a neurotic tortured writer um, the other one's this outgoing schmoozer who like easily gets work in Hollywood um, and so he's really struggling he's been asked to write an adaptation of a real book it's called The Orchard Thief uh, and he can't figure out how to adapt it. And so the movie kind of splinters into the side story with Meryl Streep and Chris Cooper about this guy who, like, you know, goes and steals orchids. Um, it's really weird. I mean, like, it's a, like an adaptation inside of an adaptation uh, inside of another adaptation. And kind, kind of like Malkovich, where it's like, <sighs> it's like wandering around a room with doors and just like opening a door and like seeing what's behind it like it's just this really strange but really well done like there's like action sequences and comedy uh if you like brian cox in succession uh he is he like has one of the best scenes uh in this movie just like steals the show um anyway andrew do you have you seen adaptation yeah, but it was like shortly after it came out. I mean, okay. I, I v- barely remember it now. Um, okay, I should rewatch it, but but yeah, with it, this endorsement, yeah, it, it's my Charlie. It's it's my preferred Charlie Kaufman film. It's close mm-hmm. with Eternal Sunshine, but um, I just like there's so much happening here that I think is interesting and funny, and Nicolas Cage is like, holy cow, this performance is. If you like Nicolas Cage and you haven't seen Adaptation, uh, it's on HBO. Go quickly. Uh, you watch Spirit Away first and then watch Adaptation. Thank you. Uh, and then <laughs> let me see. Let me look up Orange County. Let's see if it's uh, maybe you could triple on. Oh, no. Uh, Roku. Oh, Showtime. Showtime for Orange County. Uh, yeah. All right. Adaptation. Um, close call. <clears throat> yeah. My official close call is stealing Harvard. Stuff I hate to ask, but John, I'm not rich. You know, I may look it because I have all my expensive tools and my wonderful truck. Like Bill Gates, you know, he may be the richest man in the world, but he doesn't have any money. It's all tied up in stocks. I'm not liquid, John. I'm not liquid. What does that mean? Um, what? It's with, uh... <laughs> Boy, you're you're you, you, you're goofy this year. I mean, I, okay. I mean, you know, there's a lot of weird stuff coming out this year. Yeah. I gave Lord of the, Lord of the Rings last year. Got yeah. my vote. Um, right. Uh, Anyway, this is uh, Jason Lee and um, Tom Green, and Jason Lee like promised to send his niece to college, but he has no money, so he has to like figure out a way to get it. And they decide to uh, 
rob from this like super rich guy um it's just hilarious i mean i I was looking it up today just to see how bad the ratings were and it is like there's like not one good maybe there was (laughs) one good rating on rotten tomatoes um (laughs) but i couldn't believe it i was like rewatching clips today and just cracking up on my own Oh boy. I can't even <laughs> indulge you in this. It's so <laughs> Maybe the people will come back you up. I don't know. This was the movie where I was like, hey, Tom Green, he's like slightly less wacky. Like maybe he's going to take off for real in yeah. movies and stuff. But... That would have been interesting. Like a, a kind of a serious Tom Green career. Yeah. 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 It could still happen. It could. It could. Yeah. He was on a, a season of Celebrity Big Brother. Um, and he actually did really good he was like really good at playing the game hmm. anyway all right classic uh, classic stealing harvard oh boy throwing around the term classic in my world <laughs> sure, sure 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 all right stealing harvard i like it i like it that's a certainly oh not a... and uh martin star makes a brief appearance mm. just yeah hard just to argue. That out there. that's a good that's a that's a good argument mm-hmm. Uh, close call, Clayton. Yeah, mine is catch me if you can. Two little mice fell in a bucket of cream. The first mouse quickly gave up and drowned. The second mouse wouldn't quit. He struggled so hard that eventually he turned that cream into butter and crawled out. Gentlemen, as of this moment, I am that second mouse. And, uh, yes. yeah, I think this one speaks for itself. Uh, maybe not yeah. one of like, maybe it isn't on the Rushmore of Spielberg movies, but it's a damn fun film. I love it very much and very sweet too, yes. especially for being about a con man. Yeah. yeah. I think it's yeah. like on the Rushmore of like rewatchable movies. Yeah. Like if, if this movie's on, I, I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I'm good with this. Yeah, like, I've I seen it at least this. 10 times, and it yeah. never gets old. Yeah. And it just hit me that his uh, his love interest, the nurse, like maybe two years ago, it just hit me that that's Amy Adams. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's Yeah, this movie's like just kind of sneaky good. It's, it's my third favorite of the year. Uh, it was Tim's favorite, Mandy's favorite. Um... Yeah, I feel like it kind of gets glossed over when people talk about Spielberg. Yeah. Mm. But uh, it shouldn't. And Leo. uh, Right, yeah. Leo, Hanks. uh, Adams. uh, Martin (laughs) Sheen. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's very good. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I've watched it many times. Um, It it is a good Christopher Walken. Uh, Oh, yeah, he's the dad. (laughs) Of course. Take this watch. Yeah, so I'm much out. happens in that movie. Um, yes, like it, it's just kind of crazy. Like I, I don't know, comparing it to some stuff that I've watched recently, I guess it just feels like, God, like it feels as big almost as like a sh- a series a season of a show, sort of feels like now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like there's not that many movies these days where like it just feels that full and right. And, 
Yeah. That's almost a good, like, it's a good point that, like, this could almost have been a good show because there's so many yeah. side stories. It's probably going to be a show now. We just manifested it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe Colin Hanks will be in it. Oh. Yeah, I like that. Um, <laughs> um, yes, this was, this was one I was kind of, I w- it could have easily been my favorite, my close call. I put it at three. Um, great movie. Great, great, great movie. Um, my definitive close call is uh, a movie I've watched a ton of times uh, by Paul Thomas Anderson. That is Punch Drunk Love. I'm sorry about that. Sorry about what I did. Sorry. I wanted to ask you something because you're a doctor, right? Yeah. I don't like myself sometimes. Can you help me? Mary, I'm a dentist. I, what kind of help do you think I can give you? Um, that is the Adam Sandler film uh, in which he plays Barry, a, a salesman kind of going through not a midlife crisis, but a crisis of sorts. He's looking for love. Uh, he's collecting um, tapioca UPC codes to try to win a trip to Hawaii while also dealing with Philip Seymour Hoffman as a psychotic mattress salesman trying to, uh, uh, what's the word, um, blackmail him into sending him money. Uh, it's just, uh, and it's like an hour and a half. It's like super quick, uh, just brilliant, like brilliant cinematography, wonderful acting. Um, I just love this movie. It's like very sweet. Uh, it's yeah. a love story, but uh I think it's like the first time where it's like, whoa, Adam Sandler. It's kind of like what you're talking about with Tom Green, except it was like, oh, Adam Sandler can legit like hang with (laughs) (laughs) real actors. Like he can go toe to toe with like Philip Seymour Hoffman here. So Um, really cool movie. Yeah. Good one. Um, Andrew, did you, I know we like to kind of go back around. Was there others you wanted to shout out? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, just to name some others that I are big for me this year. Um, mm-hmm. Slackers mentioned yep. it earlier, but uh, great one. That's uh, just to say, Michael Morona. Uh, yes, Jason I was going to say you watched it for him, didn't you? Jason Siegel, uh, partially. You know? It was a huge deal at the time. It's like Pete, like yes, yeah, yeah. The movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a movie. Uh, I I can't remember who wrote in last week. Somebody wrote in. Um, talking about the the movie cheaters that i mentioned Mm. in 2001 Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. a movie that came out in 2002 called cheats that (laughs) uh i got confused sometimes the prequel or (laughs) it's totally different movie but it it also stars martin uh martin star um really good but it's like these kids in high school that are like figuring out a way to cheat on these like super impossible tests Mm. um anyway great one uh jason x one of the lesser mm. of the friday the 13th but still notable um i think uh J- jason x was mark's pick oh cool yeah, yeah glad somebody mentioned that uh minority report um oh, two- so good. same yeah that yeah. that's uh that's my number five number five and brody's favorite oh nice nice yeah. um two towers of course 
don't know if we talked about that. A uh, quick shout out. That's Ready to Retro, Colin, Annie, John, and Katie. Pro- maybe I think our most popular movie. Yeah, nice. uh, it might yeah, never make sense. Yeah. Um, Mr. Deeds. Oh, which I yeah. Think might, I, it could be the uh, most underrated Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. Uh, I just love it. it. It's hilarious. It's so, it's like so simple and sweet. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of what's nice about it. It's like, like, it's like easy listening in movie form. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, and it's Justin's pick. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, uh, I just wanted to mention that Van Wilder came out as, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds, uh, perhaps breakout role. Uh, attack of the, um, attack of the clones, of course. Um, men in black Two. run tell dad. Uh, men in black two was Brett's pick. Brett Wilson's pick. Nice. Nice. Yeah um signs oh um, love it that was emily yeah. ryan zach and brooks pick and i think nice. man it's i think it's getting better with time yeah i agree it's very good i think people One were his best people were like yeah. a little hard on it like it was popular but i feel like people were like like eh, it's not six cents but i yeah, feel like the more time like... goes by it's like no like this actually is like doing something yeah Cool. I think it. I think one of its strengths is that it doesn't like rely on a twist. There is a yeah. sort of a twist, but it's not like yeah a movie changing twist like every other one. Of right, his. right, right, right. Yeah. That scene where they um, show the alien on TV is really memorable. Still like yes. in my head. Yes. So yes. good. <laughs> um, the ring came out this year. Yeah, good one. Uh, at that this time, re- especially that was a big. Yes, Big that was kind of. that was that was one where you went home and like couldn't quite shake it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did a uh, Spanish language remake of The Ring for a Spanish class. <laughs> <once>. <laughs> awesome. Um, Friday after next was mm. the third Friday movie, probably yeah. the least. However, I happened to catch it on TV earlier this week, and it might be even better than I was giving it credit for. Hmm. Um, very funny. And uh, finally, the hot chick. Wanted to call that one out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> our our uh, friend Brett and his roommate that he used to live with uh, had this, I think, on VHS, and they just watched it all the time. It was on constantly over there. Um, just such a bizarre movie to like choose to watch constantly. But uh, also Agreed. kind of funny, just so bizarre. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. I don't even know. Don't know. <laughs> uh, Rob Schneider, yeah. yeah, of course. Man, Rob Schneider like sucks all of a sudden. Have you have you been following that? Yeah, like so, I I mean all I saw one random. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, was there any others you wanted to shout out, Clayton? Yeah. Um... Uh, I'll shout out The Ring and Signs. I did really mm. enjoy both of those movies. Um, yeah. um, I'll also shout out About a Boy that came out mm. that year. Mm. Um, yeah, probably much better than the poster might lead you to believe, but it was the launching pad for Nicholas Holt, one of our better actors today. Mm. Um, I never saw it. 
But uh, yeah, Minority Report, Two Towers, Spider Man, and I will yeah. unironically shout out my big fat Greek wedding. Um, <laughs> it was like one of I think two films my mom had on DVD, and if I was ever <laughs> if I was ever at home, stuck at her house sick um, or whatever, that's what I would put on. I think it was between yeah. that and some Diane Keaton movie. Yeah, <laughs> so That's... Greek wedding one, but I would unironically enjoy it, and I still say put a little Windex on it if I'm <laughs> doing window That's, work um... or whatever. That's such a perfect like. My mom has two movies one of them is like that i I think that's true my mom yes my mom had my big fat greek wedding and bridget jones's diary (laughs) that was it it was also vince's pick vince that was his favorite all right vince yeah um well a couple of you uh spider-man was very popular slimy's dream picked it ben damien uh trevor matthew kev all picked spider-man understandably um of course, we had a Harry Potter uh, movie that year, Chamber of Secrets. That was Ethan's mm-hmm. pick. Um, side note, I just saw the Cleveland Orchestra perform the Harry Potter score live as like Ooh. the film played. And it was like, um, I was like, damn, uh, like this, I <laughs> it was cool. It was really cool. Hmm. Um, I go to that. Yeah, man, it's 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 such a cool idea of like having an orchestra and then the movie just playing. They're doing another one with Home Alone. And I'm like, boy, I hmm kind of want to do that um we'll see um other ones that we haven't mentioned that were kind of on my list uh kind of a smaller film uh called about schmidt with jack nicholson um just uh a low-key it's an alexander payne movie so just kind of low-key um i know the cover of it oh yeah Yeah, his his face with his face with the clouds (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah Um, Frailty uh, with the great mm, Bill Paxton. Yeah. Oh, that is a good movie. Yeah. Super creepy movie. That yeah. that was a movie that definitely like kind of like left me unnerved. Um, Mothman Prophecies, kind of in the same mm. boat. Yeah. Um, that was Keith's favorite. Um, a weird movie from that year with Edward Norton and John Stewart, Death to Smoochie. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. really like that movie. Um, uh, Logan, Colin, Heath, and Mike shut it out 20, 28 days later. Oh, that came out in 2002? Really? Hold on. Let me double check. Yes. Wow. Wow. Whoops. I don't know. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, I, I totally missed it. Uh, that would... Oh, man. That would probably be at least my close... My official close call. If I... Over stealing Harvard? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really like... <laughs> yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Uh, no, twenty eight days later rules. Yeah, I think awesome. it. It. I think it might be the best zombie thing still. I mean, you could yeah. argue, I guess, Walking Dead. Uh, I think it's my favorite. It's either that or Zombie Land. Oh hmm. yeah, Zombie Land's great as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Great one. Uh. Before we get to our Fergusons, other movies people liked. Uh, Richie liked Scooby Doo. Josh liked Narc. Manny liked Jackass. Joey liked The Pianist. Tara liked Panic Room. David Fincher classic. Uh, Quincy liked City of God. Lyndon liked Paid in Fool. Marley liked the Hey Arnold movie. I guess we should mention that uh, there was a Hey Arnold movie that year. Uh, Sid, Allie, Shay, and Adventure USA all like Gangs of New York. 
uh, Samantha liked A Walk to Remember. Teddy liked Frida. Mike liked 25th Hour. That's a pretty good uh, Spike, uh, Spike Lee movie. Um, Jordan liked Count of Monte Cristo. Amar and Splatgram liked 8 Mile. Uh, James liked, liked Hero, um, which I think was a kung fu movie or kind of like a... Martial arts. Like, martial arts, thank you, thank you. Um, Tim Beard like... Oh boy, I'm gonna say I think it's the original Grudge. Juan, the Grudge. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Vaughn liked Bowling for Columbine, the uh, documentary. Uh, maybe. Uh, Chase liked Crossroads, the Britney Spears classic. Co-starring Anson Mount from Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Karuna <laughs> <laughs> uh, liked Chicago, and Bob liked the Cowboy Bebop movie. Oh, oh yes. Good yeah. Okay, Ferguson? Yeah. Um, leading up to Ferguson, I should just say, this had to be like the peak of DVD production this year or something, because <laughs> uh, there are so many movies on this list yeah. of what came out that I that were like a dollar. Uh, we had yeah. like a million copies for a dollar in, in the store that I used to work with at Anyway, um, one of those includes my Ferguson, which is Halloween Resurrection, mm. which is the Busta Rhymes one. Yeah, in, in which uh, it's a they're trying to create a, a reality show in this in Michael Myers' haunted house, and somehow get trapped inside, and Michael Myers is there. Uh, it's just so horrible. It's so horrible in like a good way though, because. <laughs> Everything out of Buster Rhymes' mouth is pretty hilarious. It's like a, yeah. you know, great one-liner, really stupid, like yeah. yelling at Michael Myers. Um, but just kind of like the low point of the Halloween s- series, arguably. Mm. I don't know if um, I ever saw that one. Just, uh, I, I don't think you guys will mention it, but um, I'll also just mention uh, Austin Powers and Goldmember. Mm. Um, mm. The third one, just by the by number three, I was just like... This is, you know, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, that was the one I didn't see. Yeah. And uh, finally, I just want to say, my uh, Ferguson for me, but one of our, um, one of our friend Jocelyn's favorites, Master of Disguise. (laughs) Oh, what? (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) I mean, it's been years since I saw it. Maybe it's maybe it's. Better than I'm giving it credit for. No, probably not. But... <laughs> uh, I think I'm just like I'm so in the bag um, for um, Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey, thank you. That it's like I can't. Even yeah, I I do love Dana Carvey. I don't want to speak ill of him. You yeah. know. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Clayton, did you have a Ferguson? Yeah. Although I just want to point out that I think. Teddy from Pete and Pete's favorite film of this year also would have been Frida, and I've been dwelling on that for the last five <laughs> minutes or so. Just Teddy that watching act, it and being inspired to paint, and it's a beautiful yeah, that image. Absolutely sounds right. Yes, <laughs> I think you're right. Frida. All right, um, my Ferguson is Star Trek Nemesis. Um, mm-hmm. I am a giant Trekkie. I think I gave that away five minutes ago with that Strange New Worlds <laughs> remark, um, but. This is 
the one Star Trek movie that I've both never liked and I was also completely not excited to see in any way. I thought the poster made it look like a non-Star Trek movie. I thought the premise was pretty boring where Count Picard has to fight a clone of himself that the Romulans made. And also... (laughs) The clone looks nothing like him. <laughs> like, like they cast Tom Hardy to play Patrick Stewart's clone, and like, did they give him lip fillers or something? Like, what? like the card's pretty good, but he's not really yeah. kissable. Let's yeah, let's beef him up yeah. a notch. So, uh, yeah, like the movie is just a a total disaster, and it tries so hard to be another movie that's already been made and yeah and it kills data that noise so (laughs) that's mine (laughs) that's a that's a good one yeah that's a good pick i was always very confused by the clone thing um you know maybe it's just why but but yes yes yeah i remember that that poster was like real dramatic it had like um card's face on it it's green, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And uh, but it also had Data's face on it, which in <laughs> retrospect, or you know, in uh, yeah, like looking back, should have maybe been a clue of like, wait, why was Data's face on the poster? And it's like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna kill him. <laughs> he was but, on the first contact poster, to be fair. Oh, he was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Data gets a lot to do in the Star Trek movies, but. Like, yeah, I can see why that would be weird. Like, he's not on the Generations or Nemesis or Insurrection posters, but yeah, my Trekkie is showing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, my least favorite movie, well, I shouldn't say that. My Ferguson was a movie I was so amped about. Um, I actually dragged my entire family while we were on vacation to go to the movies when this came out, uh, which was Men in Black 2. Uh, Um, Hmm. I just, you know, there's there's a bunch now. Well, there's three in the original. Um, yeah. I actually re- kind of like the third one a lot, um, even yeah. though it's goofy. But the second one just seemed like they way overcomplicated things. It was, like, not super funny. Um, and uh, I think it just, like, left a bad taste in my mouth that, like, my family was probably already disgruntled that uh, I forced them to go see it. And um, <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, this is not as good as the first one. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, agreed. Yeah, um, same. I, I, I actually thought it felt kind of, uh, like, the broad story felt kind of small for Men in Black or mm. something. Yeah. Where it's just like, I don't know, it's stuck on Earth. They're, they're after a love interest, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. Just didn't feel like the stakes were as high somehow. Yeah, and they're rolling back the first one, right? Because they're going to bring Tommy Lee right. Jones back into the fold or something. Right. right. Johnny Knoxville. I don't know. It, it just seemed like it seemed all over the place. Um, anyway, I I uh, I don't think I I don't hate it, but it, I think it's more of a Ferguson in the vein of like it, I just remember feeling really let down. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything um, else movie related? Yeah, just a couple notes. Uh, the Wild Thornberries movie also came out this year, oh, and sure. the Powerpuff Girls movie. Hmm. Um, awesome. And uh, this is easy to guess, but do you guys have any idea what the highest grossing film this year was? Gotta be uh, Lord of the Rings. I'm guessing Spider Man. Yep. 
Oh. It, it was Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, Spider-Man's also a good guess. I, yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Well, we got one last category. That's songs. Yeah. Uh, so let's bring it home with some music. What are some of your favorite songs? Uh, my top song of this year, the one that affected me the most that year, is The Walkman We've Been Had. I'm a I don't know if that was the if it was a single or what, but that's the song that I first heard that I was just that sucked me in and I was just like, oh my god, this band's amazing. I re- I had a guess about what your song is and I, I was off. Oh, you could tell me what your <laughs> guess was, I guess. Kill it. <laughs> I, I I thought I thought you were gonna go with um the flaming lips. Do you realize? Ah, uh, for some reason. Ah, okay. Right. I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, but, uh, but Walkman yeah. makes sense. This one, yeah, this one just like it just affected me the most, probably. Um, mm. Just and I don't know when you listen to it, it's like got this weird tinkling like beginning uh, uh, piano thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just really, uh, I don't know, bore into me, I guess. Very cool. Um, Clayton, favorite song? Yeah, I picked. Um... Anthems for a 17-year-old girl by Broken Social Scene. Which, uh... I'll confess, I didn't hear until 2010 when it was on the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack. But boy, do I love that beautiful little song! And like, I don't really know what to say about it because, like, it it almost feels like a throwaway song. But the way they put it together is just—it sounds like it's just accidentally beautiful. The strings are arranged so beautifully. The the lyrics are very repetitive, but it sounds like that's the point because teenagers are really obsessive and <laughs> but it's just it's short it's really pretty and it has emily haynes from metric on vocals and yeah. uh and when i was going through the songs list i was surprised that metric didn't put anything out this year <laughs> yeah but uh yeah it's that one it's that short little nugget of joy really yeah good nice. pick. i don't know it but i'll look it up now um, well, my favorite song, I don't even, I don't even gotta say the name. Let's just, let's just hear Are it. Are you gonna sing it? <laughs> no, let's just, let's just hear it. We've been on the run, driving in the sun, looking out for number one. California, here we come, right back where we started from. Well, hustlers, grab your guns, your shadow weighs a ton Driving down the 101 California, here we come Right back where we started from California, California. 
Oh my god. Uh, you know it, folks. If you saw Orange County, if you uh, watched the OC like I did with bated breath, um, that's Phantom Planet, California. It's an undeniable hook, an undeniable song um, on a great album. I just, I love the song so much. It's so corny, but I don't care. Uh, it makes me so happy. Like hearing those notes on the piano. Jason Schwartzman on drums, get out of here. Uh, <laughs> um, I think I've told this story before, but they came to Cleveland like right when this album came out. Um, they were opening for Guided by Voices, and I went for Phantom Planet, and I got up front. And they killed it. They rocked. Schwartzman was there, uh, and then literally the moment they finished, I started walking away from my spot. It was packed. And the guy went, where are you going? And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm leaving. He's like, Guided by Voices haven't even started yet. I'm like, yeah, that's okay. He's like, what are you, oh. stupid? <laughs> like, he was like, <laughs> like, literally, like, the people were like, you freaking moron. You're walking away as Guided by Voices is going, getting on? Um, so anyway, I, like, ditched my front row spot. Um, I don't really regret it. Guided by Voices are okay, but, like, they're a little overhyped. Their um, fans are hardcore. They are, I'm telling you, man, like I was, I was, they were like shaming me, um, but California rocks, uh, what a song, so fun, really rocks by the end, um, yes, I think people like kind of roll their eyes because of the OC, but I don't care. Yeah, it's very good. I mean, had it not been, like, that maybe brings it down a, a peg that mm -hmm. it was on that show. But, uh, <laughs> besides that, it's very good. Does it being on the Orange County soundtrack bring it up? Oh yeah, <laughs> good. Okay. I believe it. <laughs> good. All right, uh, close call. Yeah, mine is a three-way close call. It's, Whoa! It's the combination from the Flaming Lips album of uh, Fight Test Yoshimi Part One and do you realize oh, i feel I like it. those yeah. three are like God, they really make you just they like create a whole complete story sort of i mean the whole album does but like mm -hmm. these three really is like a shortened version crib notes is that your is that the order in which you prefer them though like fight tests um version? well that is the order that they go in yeah so yes probably i mean i've listened <laughs> okay. to the album straight through a bunch so you know it, it feels yeah. natural right on um that's it yeah interesting i kind of oh, i i, I, I kind of like that yeah uh, I do have some others, actually. I might as well mention you guys probably won't pick the same ones. Okay. Uh, um, so just a few others. Uh, ben Queller, How It Should Be. I think that's my favorite from the yeah. album. Mm. How It Should Be, parentheses, uh, Sha Sha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So good. Um, okay, Go, Get Over It. Mm -hmm. um, Phantom Planet. Uh, I was going to mention California, but also The Guest. Oh, uh, gosh. So good. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't... It, it wasn't on like the first uh, yeah. 
album or like the album as it was first released yeah uh, it was like available afterward on like a as a bonus track or something. i always thought that was such a cool move like you named your album after a song you didn't put on it <laughs> <laughs> my assumption was always like oh they decided that this song wasn't good enough after yeah. all or no, but but they liked so, the name or whatever it's yeah. so good yeah. yeah it's great um uh super drag remain mm. your strange oh my gosh yeah. Uh, yeah that's my favorite that's a good one <laughs> so good um and finally piebald american hearts it's a classic from that year yeah yeah all good picks thank you yeah. um clayton do you, you you got some close call yeah um number one is the golden age by beck on the wheel at the golden age begin the window down in the moon um, another song that I'm pretty sure has moved me to tears yes um, I also picked Roiksop's Night Out by Roiksop. Um, Get Free by The Vines. Uh, I listened to that one a lot during the early days of the pandemic, which is the most unsubtle thing I could have listened to at that time. <laughs> yeah. Um, all those Nico K songs I mentioned earlier and Without Me by Eminem. Mm. Yeah. Good picks. Thanks. Cool. Yeah, but go is Golden Age your definitive? Uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, come on, listen to it. It's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. It's an yeah. it's a great track one, and it'd be just as good on its own too. And I remember listening to it driving at night specifically and going, "Whoa!" Uh. Oh, oh my gosh, yes, Clayton, we are on the same page. Yeah, I was, you have to, I was just about to say it's like the ultimate night driving song. Oh yeah, yeah, awesome. Yep. Uh, well, very cool. Um. I'll just do the list now. Are you guys ready? Hit me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. As always, I've uh, Chris really inspired me to be like, you know what? Just let your freak flag fly. Here we go. Um, number 13. You're going to hear me correctly. The Dixie Chicks landslide. Hell yeah. Well, I Wow. <laughs> holy cow i put that song on the other day and i was like you're an idiot if you don't think the song is just beautiful um number 12 super drag feeling like feeling like uh why, why am i blanking now feeling like you feeling like i do thank you feeling feeling like i do uh such a cool song um number 11 wilco heavy metal drummer nice fascinating song every time i put it on it feels like the 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 way they mixed it sounds like it's like on a burnt cd like the drums sound terrible and i don't know if that's on purpose but uh it's a really good song uh number 10 bright eyes bowl of oranges the rain had started tapping on the window near my bed there was a loop uh, just like this song a lot 
Uh, number nine, don't kill me, Clayton. Uh, Coldplay, Green Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> this was my sister's wedding song, Green Eyes. Um, and uh, I just feel like very sentimental towards it. It's a good acoustic song. Um, number eight, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Dosed. Really showing off John Frusciante's singing here, uh, which is underutilized by the Chili Peppers. Uh, and it's a really pretty song. Um, number seven, Nora Jones, Don't Know Why. Yeah. The Starbucks song. Um, <laughs> but also a really beautiful song. Number six, my uh, I guess my pick from Ben Queller Shasha is In Other Words. It starts stopping when it stops stopping. It starts stopping when it stops stopping. Really pretty piano song that eventually turns into a rocker with some banjo. I always think of, you know that uh, Vince McMahon gif where it's like he's making the face where it's like, ooh, and by the end he's like erupting into like a red glow. You know that meme? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's how I feel about, in other words, it's like, oh, piano. Oh, piano. I'm intrigued. Ooh, drums came in, like feeling good. Oh my gosh, full band. And then like by the end, by the time the banjo comes in, it's like Vince McMahon turning red. Um, okay. <laughs> Thanks for indulging me. You could um, also number... use that gif for a politic by Coldplay. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, number five, Homesick by The Vines, a really pretty, another kind of another piano uh, song that's really pretty. Number four, if you want to rock your head off, uh, and you will know us by the Trail of Dead, Relative Ways. Um, God, that song's so good. Number three, uh, Golden Age by Beck. Just beautiful. Clayton, you took the words right out of my mouth. Just get in your car at night, roll the window down, put yeah. on Golden Age. Love Get it. out in the country if you can. Listen yes. to it there. Yes. Um, uh, number, well, not my close call. Uh, number two to my close call, Overdue by the Get Up Kids. Another really pretty song. Um, really sentimental to me for just like different reasons. Um, and then my definitive close call. Oh my gosh. I remember burning this song onto a disc at your house, Andrew, because you may have just had a burner before I did. Um, which is On My Block by Scarface. <laughs> I've been waiting I've been waiting for this song every time we do a year in review I double check that on my block didn't come out that year uh, so I was very torn when it was California and on my block um, but holy cow I love this song the loop the piano loop is so good uh, there's just like such a feeling of a guy really singing about where he came from um, you know the song Andrew on my block I don't think so I can't believe I passed over Scarface. <laughs> anyway, love that song. Um, I, I like this. I like this year for music. It's uh, it's a good year. Yeah. 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 Did you have a, a Ferguson? Yeah, I got a couple actually. Um, my, I guess my official Ferguson is Five for Fighting Superman. <laughs> oh, that's a good pick. Uh, <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> 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 I 
I'm not crazy. That's a good Ferguson. A good I don't. I, I don't think I'm gonna ruin yours, but I just wanted to mention a couple other songs. Um, yeah. One, yeah. one is "Hero" by uh, Chad Kroger and Josie Scott, the uh, Spider-Man song. Holy yeah. <laughs> look up, hero! Look up the album cover for "Hero." It's like he Chad Kroger just doesn't get it. Like he is a parody of ever. Like it's just. The font is. <laughs> yeah, is oh so my god! <laughs> I just looked it up. <laughs> uh, if I remember correctly, I, uh, like, hold on, let me look at. Uh, yeah, I mean, what the hell? This like this font is just inexcusable. <laughs> I, um, I can't wait to use this lettering treatment statistically. <laughs> staring off in the distance. Yeah, yeah like the next time uh... Deadpool tries to look important, this is the. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, uh, yeah, good one. Uh, some of these may have come out in 2001, by the way. They were definitely on the 2002 like top 100 list or whatever. But I just like was like screw it. Um, but the final one I wanted to mention, and I'm not uh, ridiculing um, first responders or anything with 9/11, whatever. But I am ridiculing Toby Keith, my list. <laughs> um, just so insane. Like, it is the cheesiest thing I've ever heard. Let me just, like, run you down the uh, first verse. Under an old brass paperweight is my list of things to do today. Go to the bank and the hardware store. Put a new lock on the cellar door. I cross them off as I get them done. But when the sun is set, there's still more than a few things left I haven't got to yet. <laughs> oh, so real. Andrew, would you say, like, oh go for God. a walk? Say a little prayer? <laughs> take a deep breath of mountain air? <laughs> oh, my God. It's just so crazy. The video's crazy, too. It's almost like, it looks like maybe he had this song already and then just, like, put some shots of 9-11 type stuff in the video yeah just to like retrofit it but god just it it looks the video looks like a um uh like jewelry store commercial mm -hmm. it's like we're sitting on the porch and i've got my super big diamond ring and we're watching the kids play in the leaf pile uh, <laughs> anyway <laughs> sorry to all those Toby Keith fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's okay. That's a good thing. Uh, Hero also seems to be pandering, like kind of in a gross way of like maybe, maybe <laughs> yes. like yeah. maybe as a country we just faced the worst thing that's ever happened, and you're immediately like capitalizing off of it. Yeah, yeah. So like maybe just like go take a hike. Um, <laughs> yeah, Canada. <laughs> um. All right. Mine. Oh wait. No. No. no I'm sorry. Uh, Clayton, do you got one? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mine is the Firefly theme song. 
<laughs> Bring it on, brown coats. Whoa. I know, that might... I know it's bad. <laughs> that might be the first ever time we've had a theme song get... Uh... Yeah, you might be right. Well, this one's a cut above. I mean, it it is horrible. Uh, just like faux <laughs> folk country performed by people who have never made music before. It's just so bad. <laughs> I'm uh, listening to it right now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you can't it does take sound... the sky from me. <laughs> it's like the last thing I would think of with a uh, like space-based show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like We can't do an orchestra. Everyone else uses orchestras. <laughs> Let's just use our voices and a guitar. Love it. And a uh, fiddle. <laughs> There's a fiddle later. Good, good creative pick. I I like it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, mine is was a no brainer when I came across it. Uh, it's by a band called Default, and the song is called "Wasting My Time." Oh yeah, wasting my time. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> oh yeah! Oh my God! Just Dude, someone, that is like... that is one hundred percent like on the radio regularly today. Uh, that stabbed me right in the Just heart. Insane. Uh, if I can erase a song from history, like. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like immediately we became aware of like, oh, this song's a joke. Like, like I I immediately latched on to the like, it's like if Bobcat Goldwaith was like told like, hey, make a song that's like ironically bad. Like, all right, I'll I'll do a wasting my time. (laughs) Oh my god. Um. Do you guys know what the top song of the year was? Could have been a Ferguson almost. Mm. Oh boy. Gotta be well, I don't want to say that now. It's not Eminem <laughs> or Avril? No, no. Ooh. I don't think uh oh wait, uh Um shoot. Uh it's getting hot in here, so take off all your clothes. No, no. Oh, that's a good guess. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get it. Want to know? Yeah. yeah. Nickelback, oh, How You Remind Me. Uh, that was almost <laughs> my Ferguson, but I thought Firefly would be funnier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You remind me. Um, I really am. <laughs> All right, I gotta look up. I gotta look up the single cover for this. <laughs> oh, like some like weird CGI, like dripping silver or something. I don't know what's going on. What is it? Oh yeah, like like dripping, dripping out of his eye or whatever. It's like a tear, a teardrop of metal. Is a robot crying it? Foster <laughs> <laughs> Hughes found a true love. That would be cooler. Challenge. Here's a challenge. Does Nickelback have a good album cover? <laughs> no. <I'm sure> <laughs> I'm sure they don't. <laughs> I mean, I think I've seen them all. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm looking right now. All the right reasons. Terrible cover. It looks like a, like a car ad. Dark Horse. It's a close-up of a belt buckle. 
Silver side up. The silver side up. I got eye crying. The long road. A bridge. I mean, who? These are except they 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 do sort of fit with each other, like in their Mm -hmm. mediocreness. Like they all have a (laughs) similar style to it. Whatever. And listen, I'm not trying to pile on because I know like making fun of Nickelback is like it's you know i'm late to the game here but like you know there is something to be said about like how can you make this many bad album covers Um, all right (laughs) (laughs) well that seems like a fitting conclusion to the year 2002 yeah really (laughs) um i mean legit like a very interesting year i i don't think like as a whole it's the best year but I think there's some like really shining stuff, and then just some weird like tweener stuff, like uh, yeah, just like not great, not bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It feels like in some ways everyone like hit a stance. Well, <laughs> not everyone, but like shows specifically. Do you, Do uh, you think it's maybe connected to like nine eleven and the war on terror? Like maybe there was a little oh, bit of a standstill creatively. Maybe. But they all, it's also like this was the year that like uh, reality shows were like, it feels yeah. like this was it where they suddenly s- understood that they could do this and were like, we got to start pumping these things out. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're onto something there, Joey, because a lot of this stuff would have been produced in 2001. And um, I read that Politic by Coldplay was actually written on 9-11 in response to it and recorded two days hmm. later. So I bet, wow. yeah, among all this stuff, it's probably more common than not. Yeah. I just had a thought. Maybe George W. Bush was on the couch <laughs> watching Crank Yankers <laughs> and laughed so hard he choked on a pretzel. <laughs> it's possible. Okay. Yeah, let's I'm just make it. that. Let's make it canon. Come on, people, get the word out there. It was crank anchors. <laughs> um, well, uh, Andrew, we're we're gonna take a break here. We're gonna cool off for a moment as fall approaches. Oh, um, beans. Yeah, sorry, folks, <laughs> but we got big things planned. What what's ahead of us? Um, well, as you may realize, Podtober is almost upon us. Yes. Um, so we'll be preparing for that. And um, we're going to kick things off mm-hmm. with a potentially great episode, for all we know. Hey, dude, <laughs> ghost stories. Yeah. This feels like one that's been hanging around for a while as an option. Yeah. Yeah. I think just we, we got to do it gotta look at hate yeah. ghost stories <laughs> i'm optimistic <laughs> i don't remember it specifically but yeah um i think we have a really interesting schedule set up for podtober uh we got of course some uh, you know we're gonna have some are you afraid of the dark uh we're gonna have some kind of other stray shows with spooky episodes and then we've done um in the past favorite x files we did favorite twilight zones this year we have something kind of in that vein um, yeah. where I think I think people might enjoy. Um, so hold tight. Take we're taking September off, and uh, we'll be back in October with double the episodes. Um, uh, our favorite season, right? I mean, not like I guess not yeah, fall for no. you, but uh, you know, just spooky season. We love yes, uh, we yeah. love spooky season for sure. Yeah. 
Um, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast, Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Um, leave a review. That's really helpful. And Clayton, it was like a, a real pleasure to have you on. It was, uh, yeah. I, I loved hearing your thoughts, and um, we definitely we got to have you back. Thank you. You'll keep the money. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. I had it. fun too. So Tons of fun. Yeah, I'd love to come back. Awesome. Man. Excellent. Yeah, great time. Well, we'll see all you letterers next time. Pool from Ohio, Andrew? Is that right? I don't know. I thought they were from Scotland. Oh, I'm thinking of the National. Uh. <laughs> that old mistake. That both lead, <laughs> that both lead singers have very deep voices, right? Like that's a that's a.